This week in league, it's hashtag palooza as hash run TMB breaks down, leaving the hash tigers in decline and hash still last. Now that's some hash real talk. Chris Sandow's found researching how to shove pound notes into a poker machine. We crush our podcasting enemy, see him driven before us and hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> yeah. And we preview all of the action for round 18, the hash rise for shunter round of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 196 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Firstly, special welcome to all our new listeners. And so if this is your first time, it gets easier. How you going? <laughs> Just about done with rugby league, I've got to tell you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's, let's be perfectly honest. My rugby league fandom right now looks like Hope Solo's vagina. You came in. <laughs> wow. Straight to it. All right. You, uh, you pretty much said, look, if you go hard on me tonight, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not going to be here next week anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I may never come back. I'll give up on rugby league, this show, our friendship, everything. Watching movies You've in been a warned, time And I know that is like a red flag at a bull, so, you know, yeah. well, I expect this to be my last show. For people, for, for people um, also a bit of context, he said that right before we went to do the intro, <laughs> which is why those hashtags, they might sound weird or loud, it's because I was like... <laughs> Right next to his face, <laughs> practically spitting him at him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm crashing out tonight. Lucky it's a short episode. Went down to Hoggies for dinner. Did ya? Yep. Nice. Had a, uh, I think it was a serious, serious steak burger you or something. Yeah, the Cruzio 6 special? No, it was a serious, a serious steak burger, it was. It had like, it had two bits of steak. I mean, otherwise known as a Hope, Hope Solo Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. <laughs> Fuck me, it was a delicious no, <laughs> as opposed to it, you know, presumably as opposed to its uh, namesake. But um, well, look, I look forward to the end of the season when we go on our, uh, our yearly date night to the theatre, to the Hope <laughs> Solo Theatre, where they pull back the beef curtains. <laughs> oh, fuck. And that and we watch a, a lovely show. <laughs> and a special welcome to our <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. <laughs> Look, at least that set the tone for the show, and yes. I know it's going to take a real dip uh, when we get to the Tigers recap. But look, let's try and prolong that. Look, the Tigers recap was um, it was Monday night football, so we can get through the vast majority of the, of the round. My heart so. rate currently sixty nine beats a minute. Yeah, and well, we, we will revisit that <laughs> when we when we get to the Tigers. You're going to fucking piss me off, and I'm going to redline here in a minute. Hey, I'm not. I'm not going to. I took it very easy on you last week. Week four. Oh, in it's hard to know yeah. which week like, you took it easy on me. Well, because you've you know, lost about last like ten. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, at Devonhead, what's this talking about rugby league shit in the first segment? <laughs> Apologies, not going to happen tonight. Andy underscore Swiller. <laughs> Andy underscore Seeks. Uh, well, seven minutes in, and the next Twilgenfeld pick is obvious. Naked Chapo tied to a tree with a dog collar while Glenn whips him. Wasn't a million miles from the truth, was it? No, and I mean, but the thing is, I, I, I sent him a message on Skype and said, "This week, the the first thing you're going to come back with is going to be so fucking obvious." Like I, I knew when Glenn said it, and I started adding color to it. I was fucking drawing the picture for you, like. <laughs> but he and then he then he then he tweets he uh, he messaged me afterwards and goes, "So which what were you referring to? There was so much gold." I'm going really. I mean, to me, it's like head and shoulders obviousness Look, above everything else. At the know. end of the day, yeah, 
Hilgenfeld can wield a crayon. Okay? Oh, like, the, we're up with the best of them. Oh, possibly the best. The best ever. Yeah. As far as other skills... He could dominate Giggle and Hoot if he'd send him pictures it, to Jim Mr. Giggle. Squiggle's got fucking nothing on this cunt, right? Yeah, but Mr. Squiggles can do him fucking upside down and stuff. Sides or sideways Whose side are you on? I'm are you just, siding with I'm, Mr. Squiggle? I'm just saying, I haven't seen... Rather, rather than the fucking bib and brace wearing bearded crayon wielder? Is I, that what you're doing? I just haven't seen him draw something upside down and turn it around and, oh, fuck me, guys, it's an amazing, amazing picture. I just haven't seen that. As far as I know, he just draws them up, you know, straight, normal. Wow. Maybe that's a challenge for him. Maybe, maybe that's the next drawing, is him upside down drawing. He does, probably doesn't even know who Mr. Fucking Squiggle is. No, he doesn't. Living in Texas. Yeah, great. Now, uh, yeah, Living no, in the woods in Texas. I'll wake up to the messages on Skype and tell you what the fuck is Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> um, R-pop. My point was, sorry, yeah, sorry before sorry. we get to yes. uh, Schwank of Essence, my point was, yes. as far as other than wielding a crayon, yes. fuck all else Yeah. to that bloke. No skills, no life, no life skills, no nothing, no real characteristics worth noting, at all. But he's nothing. very, he's very good at the crayon thing, though. Yeah, very, awesome very at good. that. Yeah, it's a fucking slippery slope from there. And speaking of slippery slopes, <laughs> R-pops. slippery slopes, <laughs> slippery slopes, our pops. Catching up on last week's ep, and Glenn giving me somewhat of a rap. Well, a Glenn compliment anyway. LOL, thanks, G. No worries, pal. Seriously, <laughs> I think you're a lovely bloke. It's just a shame about all your other attributes, really. Shame about you can't cousin. Yeah. <laughs> M- I, I did say, I did say when, after I met up with him on the, sh- the following show that he is actually related to Hannay. Yeah, he is. He is, he is he, legit. Le- legit. He legit is Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. Yeah. 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 M. Doyle 08. Manly win convincingly and the Tigers get thumped. I guess normal proceedings resume on this week in league this week. Correct the mundo. <laughs> this, this guy. Fucking hell. Do you want a ladder there to pop down off your fucking high horse, mate? Start up your fucking podcast and think you're taking over the fucking world and want to step to me. How dare you, sir? Anky D, I reckon you should do a hash Tigers in Decline shirt. That'd be awesome. This fucking bloke. It's just one or the other. Just, it I should be a re- my, mentions, I mean, my phone went dead. Okay. When's this? Like, what, 60 minutes in or? No, no. Like, before the game. Oh, okay, okay. So, you didn't see... Okay. Because we'd been out to dinner. There's a new restaurant in Springfield open called Stones where they bring you meat out in a hot stone. Yeah, we got that down. Is it actually good? Leo. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, we got one down around the lake down there. North And uh, it was their opening night. We went Mm. down to try and support local business and plus get a decent feed. Food was fantastic. It was a little bit clunky given it was their first night. Got to cook it yourself. True. Um... So basically, it's not so much of a restaurant as more of a, a they deliver you some raw meat and then fucking, you know you do what you will. <laughs> um, Leo was really fucking restless, and I think well, he's going too little to cook his own fucking meat. That's why. Well, yeah, I mean he we he'd already eaten. Okay. And he's, he is a bit of a greedy pig. He's a true Blakely. Poured uh, some Heinz on the rock for him. <laughs> uh, no, he was pretty restless, and that made for. Uh, <laughs> I wish I got a squirt, a squirt on the rock. <laughs> Oh, this kid. <sighs> so, um, he was hoiking his toys off the fucking table onto the floor and, uh, anyway. Yep. Um, needless to say, next time we go back, it'll be just be Nicol and I. Mm-hmm. Well, that Jackson, Jackson was fine. He's yep. just sitting there playing his... Do you think, that given you've got the cooking on the rock, though, the, you know, Ishiaki, as they would say in, in Japan, where it uh, no doubt is, is borrowed from, but, um, I used to like the Ishiaki as well because I used to just, we had marinated meats and stuff and just had to lay them out in a plate. Glad wrap in the fridge. People order shiaki. It's all prepared. 
put the rock on the fucking burners, let it heat up for like, we had like four rocks on the burners all night. As you go, fucking boom, tongs onto the tray, send it out. Sweet ass. It's a 30 second prep. But you think with the hot rock like that, I mean, if kids stepped out of line, you just grab them by the wrist and just like, just hold their hand just over it and just go, look. Over it? Yeah, Fuck next that. time. On it. Next time. Mm. See that steak? You go steak. Next time, your hand. Hey, Leah, you saw what happened to that girl in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yes um, Shanta 86 And as we alluded to At the top of the show Hush money pimp y'all Hush money pimp y'all Round 18 coming up Whether you're a Tim Tam Scotch finger Or milk arrowroot Hash put out your biscuits <laughs> That's fucking brilliant Absolutely brilliant Hey You know With more preparation We could have got a Stanley brother On the show or something Surely just to commemorate Rice for Shanta around <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Arnott Maltzen <laughs> Someone <laughs> I um I did come up with a little bit of a rap for uh, for Shunter the other day. It was fucking brilliant. I can't remember a word of it. I was about to lay down a fucking funky beat for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've learned from the best Bismarck here on Yo Gabba Gabba, like all the, all the beatboxing like, techniques. Lines, since, the doc removed my sti- since the doc removed my stitches, I've been pulling bitches. <laughs> okay, so, so less, so less, less of a, a rap and more just like a, a single rhyming couplet. No, no, there was lots to it. I okay. came up with it. I've been sitting there. This is the sort of stuff that you put down on paper and then bring it on Tuesday night, and then it becomes a thing. Yeah, I was listening to Still by um by Dre off uh, Chronic Two Thousand and One, thinking about you know could you do the you know because like Still and you know Still 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 in decline, Still in last place, (laughs) Still waiting for a fucking decent halfback from the twenties, yeah things like that. I was Mm -hmm. thinking I could probably make like a a rap like that. You borderline. (laughs) Still, Mitch underscore J underscore Hooper. Hey, this week in league. Can you send Nick Kyrgios a ref's fault scarf? I think he'd be on board. <laughs> I think he's pretty much got himself to blame, doesn't he? I mean, he does like a bit of abuse at the, you know, and he gets his violations for swearing and whatnot, but he kind of brings it on himself. He does. And what the fuck is he doing just letting fucking serves go past and then just like half assed just, you know, he's already walking across to the other service square and just like taps it back into the net even though he had a perfectly reasonable shot to play it. You know, it... it- He's a weird character, that kid. Uh, he's not really. He's not even fucking special or unique. If you have anything to do with junior tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying he's Gen Y. Because you would have seen back in the day, junior tennis. Yeah. And that's when they would have been little cunts. But before they were Gen Y, though. So then you got the Gen Y plus. Plus little cunt. Forced, yeah. Yeah, forced by parents and so on and all that sort of thing. The thing is, the, the child's behavior is fucking appalling. And it, it all comes down to, I was saying to uh, Andy Seeks today, uh, sorry, Mickey, Andy Siegs was part of the conversation, of course, but um, I was saying to Perm, yeah. it all comes down, yet again, to shitty fucking parenting. Because mm-hmm. the amount of fucking little fucktard kids yeah. that were like 11, yeah. 10, 11, 12 years of age, carrying on, swearing, and their parents would say, fuck off, you know, like they'd, they'd be telling their mum and dad to fuck off. But you off would, let's, no, but just let's put a... Swearing at their parents. I want to put a caveat in there and say that you were doing junior tennis in fucking Campbelltown region, right? But the Campbelltown that's Tennis Club... Is, that's got to add a, a layer of parental... To be fair, though, Campbelltown Tennis Club is quite a, a good tennis club, right? Yeah. Good courts, all the rest of it. So they do have tournaments there where people come from fucking <clears> miles around yeah, to play yeah. there, right? And I did travel around with my um, my best mate because he was on the junior sort of circuit playing tournaments and all that. So, and given your age, that would have been one uh, what Damir Dokic. I, st- I was saying today, I saw <laughs> Damir Dokic 
drag your liner to the car park at Campbelltown Tennis Club by the hair. Oh, so they see they by the mole. <laughs> could have, could have, <laughs> by the hairs out of the mole. Um, I also saw another kid who was, like, as far as juniors go, was a very precocious, fucking brilliant talent at the age of fucking 12 or 13 or whatever. Yeah. Faded away to nothing by the time they were 16. Yeah. But I saw his dad fucking... Got punch- UDLs in him. No, uh, his dad punched him in the fucking face on the court. <sighs> Because he was being a little... I mean, to be fair, the kid He deserved was, the punch in the face or, or severe reprimand. He, he deserved discipline. Yeah. The, the the level of discipline he got was probably excessive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even, yeah, punching grown-ass motherfuckers in the face is, you know, you're going to DEFCON fucking yeah. five at that point anyway. So, uh, it's some appalling behaviour all around, but unfortunately, tennis, and I assume much like golf... Those sort of sports where there is a fair bit of money involved and... and Parents got to get that gravy train yeah. moving at an early age. Um, it does lend itself to, to those sorts of personalities. And kids got the talent there. You can kind of, you know, get away with more because, hey, mm-hmm. he's a golden ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, DMC Briz said, uh, Listening to Nate, Lord, the dog's defence, warms the heart. Welcome aboard the hash dog wagon. See you at ANZ. How is it that, like... That's what he took out of that. The thing is... You sit with me for a few hours a week, yeah. and we talk intelligent discussion, we yeah. bounce shit off, we just a bit of banter and stuff like that. You sit with this that guy for about the same amount of time, where, like, how the fuck do you do it to yourself? No, no, that's, that's not Dave. Of, no, 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 that's, that's not wrong Dave. Is it? It's another Dave Mac, yeah. Oh, it's, it's there's more one. than one Dave yeah. Mac? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the oh, Dave Mac. Oh, not the Dave Mac. Well, he's, I mean, my point still stands. That, that do Dave you spend Mac, a couple of, day, couple for of fu- hours For future week? conversation, that, that Dave Mack came down squarely on the side of Cameron Smith despite being New South Wales Melbourne Storm, New South Wales loving Melbourne Storm hater. All right. First one I met. He's, um, look, I love the man, but how you spend a couple of fucking hours with him a week. It's a very frustrating individual as a Dogs fan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's because we don't talk rugby league, really. <laughs> Unky D, uh, difference between Jamie Lannister and Robbie Farah is Jamie was good before he lost a hand. Hash Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Just piling in, the you, little man. Sh- yeah, I mean, you're getting to, you, surely you're getting to the point where Robbie becomes what Benji became, right? Where you're like, yeah, I mean, let's fucking... I don't want to get to the match report, but you know, you, you know... You saw Charrington on Monday. I'm just saying, we all saw Charrington on Monday night. Yeah, I wonder if you're getting to that point where there's yeah. a lot of money invested in Robbie Farrow that could probably be shifted to, you know. You know, one thing you can't question about Robbie Farrow is his effort. I really drew a fucking blank there. I was going to say tackling, <laughs> but your effort, yeah. His um, his effort and his he's hyper competitive and he rubs people the wrong way and I get all that, but you can never watch that guy play and say he's not fucking having a dig. Okay, Benji Marshall, there was fucking plenty of times in 2013 where you looked at that guy and said, he doesn't give two fucks about being out there. Yeah. And he's been paid six or $700,000 a year. Yeah. Whilst ever I can not say that about Robbie, he's fine by me. Even if he's absolutely crap and bringing the rest of the team down around him. I just, I don't see that and I'm never going to see that and I don't think we're ever really going to see eye to eye on that point, Nathan. Okay. Give That's as diplomatic as I can be. I'll give it a the year. other, what I really want to say is, can you please shut the fuck up? I'll give it a year. You'll get there eventually. You will get there. And the day you get there is the day I'll say, do you remember? Oh, back in- mate, there's fucking cobwebs. Oh, sorry, I would have cleaned the place up if I knew you were finally going to come here. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the only thing that will turn me right off Robbie yeah. is if he stalls Charrington's development. 
Or if Charrington leaves the club because there's no pathway there for him? Through Robbie, yeah. Yep. That that that's unforgivable as far yep. as I'm concerned. The base Chapo. <laughs> Please just skip over anything this fuckhead says. I'm disappointed that there was no fight from Glenn when you reviewed the Tigers game. It's as if he knows they're spooners. Well, I was I was surprised too, and I was surprised the previous week when there was no fight over the Manly Tigers game. But um, Chapo's one of those blokes that. Like he mouths off, mouths off, mouths off, and just like he's begging someone to, to plant one on his chin. He yeah. says that he just he says purposely like, there's no way in the world he can possibly believe the dumb shit that he puts out no. there. Sometimes he puts out the no. opposite. Basically, what's know, the minority I viewpoint? I know he comes from Macquarie Fields. I know that he's like what's the, he he his brain his his process would be what is the absolute most minority review uh, minority view on this topic of whatever whatever's you know at the time that everyone's <clears throat> yeah. talking about and then and that's also what throw I'm that out there. Yeah. yeah. The the thing is, the thing that saves him, no one's been able to find his chin yet. And when they <laughs> fucking do, it'll be nine nights time. You better fucking get Delta's mum came close. In your phone, get in your phone, whack in Andrejax's number, because you're gonna have a fucking serious power outage. And someone's gonna have to come to your aid. <laughs> Hammers, H4MMERZ. Another good app, lads. Glenn reminiscing about the Brisbane meetup last year. Good times. Let's do Super Saturday again. Yes. Ash, pew, pew, pew. At Ernie Oz. What about the chicken wings? I know Birdo, Birdo Dashing Dan does love a chicken wing. I'd like to get Birdo's review of the chicken wings at Hotel LA. Because well, if it's one thing that motherfucker knows, it's how to play cricket badly and chicken wings. Well, why don't we go to Hotel LA on the 19th? Afternoon. Oh, because I'm pretty sure everyone's squared on Hogs Breath, aren't they? Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to put it out there now because we've got a couple. We got but how are we going to get Jackson in a hotel LA? I'm going to have to get Nicklin to bring him can't after. You get, can't you get like a kid in there if you like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't. take kids into bars. Like, I don't know. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in a I've bar. Never, I've never tried. Like, I mean, what's it, yeah, I mean, can't kids go into an area with eating and stuff? Yeah, but not, where, food not where we were. In in the, like, we're, like a bistro or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we just do I mean, we can get the same menu, surely. You get wings. It's fucking... Forget about it. Of course I don't want to... You know. Yeah. Look, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to find a way of Jackson not coming along yeah. to the game. Yeah, okay. Anything, well, you know, you do I don't that. want to listen to that fucking gronk. Gronking off to the Broncos. Carrying on, him, yeah. on for the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I made some good-ass wings last night. Nice. First, first attempt at making them. This week in chicken wings. Oh, fucking sensational. I feel like a Melbourne Storm player. Had this, uh, had this um, like brown sugar and bourbon sort of fucking glaze what? on them. Like just like a barbecue sauce sort of thing. Oh, just sensational. I'm getting some Frank's extra hot buffalo wing sauce shipped in. Just fucking do that next. Do the traditional straight up buffalo wings. But yeah, worked out well. You've given me a boner that had plugged the bottom left hand corner of Hope Solo's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and also be, be a, a, a nature friendly replacement for those t- ottomans that people make out of elephant legs. <laughs> I've knocked over the Punisher. <coughs> yeah, don't, sorry. Don't get on. Don't get on the bad side of Frank Castle. Look, who? Um, the Punisher. Just destroying the doll collection over here. One yeah, fucking, silly, fucking Chucky one, will take care of you. One man doll at a time. <coughs> yes. Um, now Ernie Oz that I love the latest show. Thanks, boys. I do a 400k road trip every six days. Could not do it without all my leaked podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 400k's every six days. What are you doing? Top top bloke, Gab. Um, Markadamia 68 Great to hear about your listeners increasing this year Must be something to do with the seagulls being shit <laughs> I, lo- I love Fuck that off, sentiment I was like you just morphed into me I was, for a moment I was actually it was, it, reminded, it just reminded me of a 
I can't remember if it was Kevin Bloody Wilson or Rodney Roode tape that we had when I was a kid. He's like, piss off, mate. Just piss right off. Like, yeah. That was how it started. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney Roode. Yeah. Tell your mum to stop ringing me. She's becoming a fucking pest. <laughs> the only thing that makes me think it wasn't like Rodney Roode is because I remember it was like kind of low-pitched. It wasn't yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Matt, Jim, Frank, B. Loved Glenn. To captain from the bench, you need a loud voice. And okay, Salford. <laughs> <laughs> from me. Hash, that's why you're number one. Thank you, sir. He's changed his name, his display name to uh, it's Matt, Matt Jim Frank B, as it always been, you know, been for a very long time. Magic Matt XL. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's right up there. Fucking boo, Matty McCabe. Yeah, exactly. It's like hashtag suck my own dick. Um, <laughs> hashtag remove my ribs. <laughs> Uh, Mitch underscore J underscore Hooper again. He said, I threw this week in league on in the car on the way to footy tonight, and the missus loves it. Welcome on board at Hayley Sorensen to Twill Nation. That is a that is a road fraught with danger. Yeah. The amount of people who became single or lost relationships from trying that exact same move. <laughs> innumerable. Like, I mean... <laughs> the fuck's... I mean, I mean it's, you know, our own wives exhibit A and B. Like, it's just... Yeah, they would never dream listen to I think I think Nicholas listened to the show a little bit a couple of times. She hasn't I don't think Because she's messaged me like saying, Oh fuck you swear a lot and you know, horrible language and all that sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the, I know she listened to one almost most of the way through because it was in the season preview last year or something. Okay. And, and you were like, What's oh, we, Team Gronk's what's oh, Team Gronk yeah. picked and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> and she got all offended. But um anyway. But they were. But absolutely Just for the they record. Were. I think they were actually finished on top of me, didn't they? Yeah. In the end. <laughs> maybe, maybe both of us, I'm sure. <sighs> Rusty Bronco 87. Just listened to the latest episode of This Week in League and had my tweet read out. Going to have steamy dreams tonight. Oh, yeah. And then he attached that picture of Randy Marsh from South Park where he's just, the room's just fucking <laughs> scattered with jizz. <laughs> One of my favourite memes, just quietly. So many fucking uses for it. Although I'm at, the, at the moment, my one that I like rocking out a lot lately is the, is, the, is Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Anything's possible. One. <laughs> <laughs> I've got pictures of Bit Shunter of in yeah, various, mean, yeah, various happy faces. Yeah. You, you, you're rocking the Shunter ones, like the Mitch eyes throw out Dan Hunt ones. <laughs> that's basically, that's what you're using for. I'll tell you. I'll show you a way to. I'll show you. Michael Gregson. I'll show you. I'll show you a way to edit the Shunter ones to make it even funnier after the show. Remind me, and I'll show you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make them next, next level. Just a quick shout out to uh, to Big Shunter and Mrs. Shunter. Mm-hmm. Um, not Shani Shunter. Yeah. Mum Shunter. Um, For siring such an upstanding young citizen. Look, they can't get everything right. Yeah. They seem like brilliant people. Uh, Genetically, a little bit to be desired, especially in you know calcium deficiency, etc. Uh, but uh, seem like lovely people. Yep. Uh, big fans of mine for slamming Shunter. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say hello, you lovely people, and uh, think your son's a bit of a cockhead. I think he's a lovely guy, and I actually blame <laughs> but- on Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Shunter, the senior Shunters of the family. I put the blame on you. I mean, would it have killed you? To give the poor little guy a fucking glass of milk once in a while <laughs> as a what? child. Really? Like, what else do kids drink when they're, like, really small? Fucking milk. What happened? What were your feet? Big Shunder's like, fuck that milk shit. Give him a beer. <laughs> well, Mrs. Marsh with the fucking chalk in the liquor. I mean, like, my God. Um, I got the chalk. I got the chalk, Big Shunter, but it doesn't seem to be absorbing the wine. It's not the same as the ad. Uh, Frullins. As a West fan, absolutely agree with Glenn. 
in brackets, as I do every week. Thank you. First week, I questioned JT's methods. Hash battery acid, hash real talk. Yeah, well, deja vu all over again this week, isn't it? I had to pretty much fucking waterboard you to get you to put fucking <laughs> to have an opinion about JT. I mean, I kind of forced that opinion out that week. I mean, it was a good time, though. It was like, let's face it, it segues nicely this week. Um, Dimatea, D-M-A-T-A-I-A. Listening since round one, reactivated my Twitter just to talk shit. Love this week in league. Hash ride the SJ roller coaster. Hash only Warriors <laughs> fans. How many self-absorbed <sighs> sham wow motherfuckers have we got following us? Well, he's he, boom, Matty McCann. Yeah, yeah, but that's not him. He's SJ. He's, he's like you know, he's Sean Johnson. I'm, you know, he's a Warriors fan. So oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah so okay. he's, he's not. A, he's not. He wasn't actually Sean Johnson himself. <laughs> Riding his own roller coaster. Yeah, well, no. Look, I'm, I support that 100. percent I am riding the SJ roller coaster. Snap backwards, all the way. Over, snap backwards over a roller coaster. The fucking you know, <laughs> gobbling his own knob. Now, Jeez. Uh, Mr. Underscore Wars. Last week, I think we read a tweet where he's like, I'm in uh, at at, at my. I, I don't want to say he's but at his employer's headquarters in Germany. And uh, read it out last week. Do we? Yeah. Okay. We so yeah, Adidas. Um, and then this week, he sent us a, a photo from um, from Nuremberg with a uh, vandalizing. Some local thing with a This Week in League sticker. Brilliant. So congratulations, sir. I should, you know, got a pile in front of me now. It's I might send you another 10. You, you can know, vandalize the world on our behalf. It's a bit sad how life works. You know, like, a guy with no real tangible positive qualities to him. Um, can wear the fuck out of some aubergine pants. Can. Can. does did, did rock a man bun. He persevered with that top knot for way too fucking long. He, he almost invented the top knot, I'll yeah. go so far to say. Yeah. Um, does impersonate Skeletor well. Yeah, especially... Doesn't even need on. a fucking costume. He impersonate, yeah. Christian Bale and the Machinist. Think that. That's Mr. Yeah. Wars. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, like, that's, that's how like, he rocks around. He doesn't even have to work for that. That's like five, six months of the year. Yeah. That's like he's... That's, you know, he doesn't have to cut to do that. What'd you have for breakfast today, Sam? Carrot. Carrot and tuna tuna. Yeah. Sweet as... <laughs> Breast smells like fucking Garfield. Anyway, how does he get to go to Germany and Singapore and all these fucking exotic locations and wake up next to a very, very attractive young lady when he looks like that? And he's he's not a nice bloke. He talks shit about everything. Oh, I think his harsh. friends are fucking dicks. You'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, we will find out how awesome his oh, mates are. These people shit me. <laughs> I need to tee Jared up too. But he has expressed his uh, interest and desire to step into the... Uh, to fill my ass groove, if you yep, will. Yep. And uh, speak of the devil, uh, when we had uh, the talk last week about the members list, how's that going to get updated? Well, I mean, obviously it's going to fucking come down to us doing it. But he said, how about a sanctioned hashtag people can search to find Twill Peeps? Example, hash Twill Census July 15. <laughs> Easier than a spreadsheet. If people just use the Twill Nation one, I mean, that's that's a very fucking good starting point, right? Yeah. Look at people who add us. Like, don't look at people who follow us because, you know, you get your bots and just your general people who don't actually follow but don't interact. But look at the look at our mentions, though, and our favourites, and you're going to find a lot of people in there and, um, you know, hopefully ones that, you know, you haven't seen before. Because um, I, I try and bring out new names when it comes to people tweeting us through the week and stuff. I try and... If I see one I haven't seen before or, you know, I haven't seen a lot of, I'll make sure I try and put that one out there so that people can get on board. But... um. That's probably an easy way. Now, um, I had a lovely series of message from uh, a guy named Joel, so underscore pwned. Now, if you're, um, if you're not a nerd and don't know how to spell that, it's uh, P-W-N-E-D. Is there any way to give you blokes a rating for Android listeners? 
And I was just like, well, um, I don't think so, but, you know, I'll check into it for you. But I said, look, there's no way. So he said, look, I'll, I'll stick to sharing on Facebook when the pod comes out each week. I'd retweet it too, but I have fuck all followers. Those I do don't understand the term rugby league. <laughs> and I said, you know, thanks for support. Dude. He said, you've got to give the people what they want, even if they don't know they want it. Like, what a fucking refreshing attitude and tremendous. Brilliant. So get around uh, so underscore pwned, everybody. And give him, some follow- like him. give him some followers that do understand what the fuck rugby league is. Um, Alan Paul Walker, our, <laughs> our, our de facto Luke Dawn correspondent. <laughs> he's, I said, uh, Dawn versus Carney. Denny Solomona wins. Cannot believe a team with Dawn is higher than Catalan's. And uh, he's a Catalan fan. And Sorry I, to hear And that. I said, that's because, that's because Luke Dawn is a fucking Super League immortal, motherfucker. Get, start getting on board. We're, I can see it from all the way over here. I see him standing there like the fucking Titan of Bravos, just fucking towering, <laughs> <laughs> towering over over the UK. Um, now, where are they now? If you're following our Twitter on Tuesday night as we record the show, you'll see that uh, a video went out of the old Nemesis Sharkman 05. You can go back to our back catalogue. I'm pretty sure the Sharkman episode is one of the ones that's available. I forget which episode it is, but go right back, way back. And look for the episode about Sharkman. Uh, I'll, I'll try and figure it out and tweet out what it is through the week. But we've—I know—we've been asked asked and answered this question a lot of times. But um, Sharkman zero five basically. One night when Manly played the Sharks, and if you cast your mind back to the game, I don't remember what year it was, probably 2010, Sharks were leading Manly 13-0 for the entire fucking game um, until 13 minutes before full time. And then Manly came back to make it 13 all with no time left. Cronulla kicked the ball off. As the ball's going through the air, the siren goes. Manly, I think Jamie Lyon caught it, went for a bit of a run, booted it downfield, Michael Oldfield on the right, it bounced straight to him and he scored under the sticks and Manly ended up winning 19-13 after being down 13-0 for 67 minutes. Sharkman 05 was on the Bourbons that night and he's, <laughs> and, and I basically trolled him so badly that he quit, he, you know, rage quit Twitter for a time. He certainly burned that account to the ground. Anyway, we had the where are we now thing. Someone asked where Sharkman 05 is. Well, as we know from the video that you'll see on our timeline, he's in Gundawindi. But also... Our mate Risby, Riz666 on Twitter, get around him. He's a very long-term listener of the show, legend. He, um, Very, very short man. Very short man. I mean, he makes fucking uh, Unky D look like fucking Hightower from Police Academy Films. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> if Unky D and Risby had sex and made a baby, it'd be Ant-Man. You couldn't send, you, you couldn't send Risby to Mordor with the ring because he could fucking use it as a hula hoop. <laughs> right. Now... But, Whereas Unky D could just wear it as a crown. Yeah. <laughs> He's champion champion guy though. And uh, anyway, there's been a bit of a um there's a bit of a back and forth. He sent me a screenshot from Facebook and uh, a bit of back and forth between him and Sharkman 05. And what it comes out, uh, Dave said, uh, at least I support a rugby league team and didn't drop my team in their hour of need, implying that Sharkman has actually dropped the Sharks. Sharkman's reply no offence, mate. You can get fucked over that last comment. You have no idea what I've gone through over the sharks, mate. It felt like I've been cheated on my entire life. It was like walking on your wife for 50 years, sucking another man's cock. I've never said I don't support the players. I blame the clubs. I believe they knew what they were doing. And the day they made those players plead guilty broke my heart. I've never forgiven the Storm for salary cheating. So how could I forgive Cronulla for doing worse? Then it turns out Parramatta does the same thing as the Storm. Maybe, maybe I have more self-respect for myself than other fans. But I never dropped Cronulla. They dropped me. So he's dropped them after this other thing. <laughs> so he's not Sharkman 05 he's fucking like Nowhere Man 05 now although there's like there's, there's talk of the compass man yeah. 
and of course, yeah, he had that interview with Nine News about being a New South Wales fan living in Queensland. I put, I tweeted it out, like, what, 8 o'clock Tuesday night, 9 o'clock Tuesday night. So get around that too. <laughs> funny, funny shit. Uh, Facebook this week, um, Justin Foley. How can you have a go at international roast? I'll have you know they have the cleanest floor of any coffee house in the world. The reason is they seep up all the dust off the floor and put it in their tins and sachets. <laughs> and uh, Anthony Papalo. Now I look forward to Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Wife thinks I'm a sad git. I'm the face of disappointment on Wednesday with no new episode. Have to have two cups of real coffee, Glenn, to get going. Highlight of the week. Thanks, guys, and congrats on smashing the other podcasts in the survey. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. He's a legend. Uh, he's, he's, he's an MVP member. Buys merch and everything. He's a tremendous, tremendous dude. Oh, I think he's on Twitter, but ve- like, n- you're very, very, very rarely to Thank the point. Thank God that, yeah. there's the last fucking news. Another Gronk Manly fan hammering <laughs> me for everything. <laughs> okay, so let me think. I've got covered everything off. Uh, run TMB shirts in short supply get on them now uh, run DC, DCE shirts in short supply as well if anyone wants me to bring one down to CBUS for Monday Night Football next week uh, Manly versus Titans let me know it can be arranged I'm taking like half a dozen or so with me as it is for uh, already filled orders so uh, yeah you can do that by popular demand jerseys they're going to be back so we've got 7 or 8 orders already haven't we yeah, maybe maybe up to ten. Okay. The people who said that you know I'll be around that. So, so to get a, rep- a reprint going, we need to sell twenty of them. And I mean, as I said, we had about ten people sort of expressing. I want another interest, one. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. Get Blakely on it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. What's on your other one? Sports fan life. Sports fan yeah. life. Um, <clears throat> so basically, respecttheshooter.co. Get there. They're up live now as I'm recording the show. So I put it up this afternoon in preparation for the announcement. So get in there and uh, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Um, the meetup on. Um, that's it, yeah, I got that at the end. Yep. Uh, meet up Sunday, 19th of July. That's our Tigers versus the Broncos. I think they're the Channel 9 game at 4pm. Could be Hotel LA. Could be Hog's Breath in advance. Hotel LA is probably a more environment where we can just rock up. Yep. You know what I mean? Whereas Hog's Breath, you'd need to have a reasonable expectation. So they'd be packed out. On, I mean, I've only been there once before a game, yeah, be but pretty, they're pretty packed pretty out. Solid, yeah. Whereas somewhere like a, you know, LA, you could walk in there, you could find your space, you could make space, you know? Sure. Go in there and fucking tear it up like that scene in the Bronx Tale. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> of course, on the Italian side, not on the biker side, those bitches got their asses kicked. Um, you have to shave your beard off, you're going to be on the Italian side, bitch. Yeah. One day. Hey, feel free. I'll be on the Italian side, you'll be on the bike side. <laughs> Dashing Dan One said, Can you ensure my public appearance at Broncos vs Tigers is publicised on your weekly wankfest? My Queensland fans need to be informed. Consider yourselves in Queensland fans, as in people that moved to Queensland that used to play against Auburn in the, the uh, district cricket competition down there and uh, fucking were the beneficiaries <laughs> of the extras that uh, used to get thrown their way. That's special fucking deal. <laughs> and the fucking pies that they used to belt for six. You know, they had fucking, you know, guys that hadn't scored a run in six months' time bashing out like triple centuries because Burton was oh, no, the people would be throwing like, his pies down. The people would be like, I would have got a fucking triple century except for the fact that everything went down as buys. <laughs> wides. <laughs> The only man to score to score a triple century whilst bowling. Yeah, I believe his name was uh, Mr. Sundries. Jar TV, he said, said, "Happy to help out in G's absence. I'm sort of Bizarro Glenn. I'm from Penrith, New South Wales, and I support Penrith in New South Wales." Yep. Yeah, we're off to a good start. (laughs) Good times.
news. Now, we as we ease into the uh, the final Origin week, there's been a lot of just human interest and fucking, you know. And um, so I just got to a, a number of discussion points to discuss uh, rather than, you know, massive articles. Um, first thing, Alex McKinnon discussion has flared up again over the last week due to, A, he's releasing a book, um, you know, pretty early in an autobiography sort of thing. But, I mean, obviously... It's a good way to raise some cash, and um, there's a lot of story to tell at this stage. Um, and you know, who knows if the fucking you know happy conclusion is ever going to happen. Um, then we had the 60 minutes thing, and the 60 minutes they went with a certain you know an angle of you know trying to shock him into you know slamming Cameron Smith, and then there was a lot of you know Cameron Smith, you know Cameron Smith versus Alex McKinnon, you know people taking their sides on social media and so forth. Karen Coran tweeted us and said, after watching the piece on 60 Minutes tonight, I wonder if you guys have a different take on the prospect of legal action. So me first, personally, I didn't even watch it. Didn't no fucking interest whatsoever in seeing in seeing that 60 Minutes thing. Given the way that they promoted it, I knew it was going to be fucking ridiculous. And I've, I've got enough. I've got enough fucking. Shit. I couldn't watch all the way through. I've got enough shit in my life. I don't need to see a story that I fucking saw happen live that fucking night. And yeah. I couldn't watch it all the way through. Um, the, the biggest thing that hit me, and, I, and I'll, I guess we'll get to the Cameron Smith stuff, but the constant showing of the fucking tackle and the footage yeah. of him on the ground. That footage of him on the ground, yeah. where he's lifting his head up and he can't move. Yeah, yeah, and he's sort of saying, I can't breathe. Or that yeah, fucking like, gets me every yeah. time. I fucking go to water every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I could watch that a hundred times and yeah. I would bat a thousand. Like, yeah. n- no doubt. Jackson come in, it's a footy-related thing. He's like, sits down and wants to watch. I'm like, yeah. mate, this isn't, this isn't something you yeah. really need to be watching, pal. Um, so I had to turn it off, put him to bed, turn it back on, and I just I couldn't get through it. It yeah. just fucking disturbs me. So it's such a fucking tragic story, and he seems like such a... He seems like such a great bloke, and his family... And look, at the end of the day, stuff happens in the heat of the moment. There's stuff... You know, videos that have come out of Alex McKinnon and, and Joey Lalewa, BJ Lalewa celebrating when celebrating the clash with you yeah. know, Jordan McLean broke his jaw. You know, stuff happens in the heat of the moment. He seems like a fantastic bloke. His family seems fucking amazing. His missus seems like possibly top five most amazing humans on earth. Yeah. Um. And it's it's just so tragic that something so fucking terrible has happened to. A family such as that, when there's so many fucking scumbags on this earth that deserve, you know, the very, very worst that life could possibly offer them, and they mm-hmm. constantly fall on their feet and fly by the seat of their fucking pants, and and get legs up and hands outs everywhere, and this guy's was, you know, a supreme athlete trying to fucking, you know, ply his trade in, in the toughest co- collision sport in the world, and you know something as tragic as this happened. How it come about, you can argue till the cows come home. Yeah. You know, I I absolutely agree that teams go out there to get a competitive advantage, mm-hmm. and they'll do it by any means possible. And that is every team in the competition. Teams have their different ways about it. Do I think that there's any player out there that would willingly go out there to physically harm someone to a to a serious extent? Yeah, how serious are we talking about? Because that's an, that's an absolute fact that teams have, and players have, done, have gone out to do that. I just, 
I don't think anyone's going out there to break limbs or break necks or... Well, I don't you so. know, I mean, chicken wing is, is, is basically a jiu-jitsu kimura and, you know, it's designed as a fucking sh- a shoulder lock to fuck the shoulder. And, like, George Burgess administered it onto, onto Matai, um, Cameron Smith countless fucking times, and his, and his teammates coached to do it. Yeah, oh, look... I take your point, or maybe that just depends how just depends how serious you can do that. <coughs> the I mean, severity, like, but yeah, if if that's a severe if that counts as a severe injury or not, but you know, yeah, it's. I mean, no one's trying to break someone's fucking neck. No, like, that's, I, like, that's, like know, certainly that's not the case. Um, but you know, some pretty you know inflammatory uh, remarks, and and the 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 context of the story was horseshit, and uh, as far as the Cameron Smith angle went, I, I think. In the whole context of the story, I thought it was the Cameron Smith angle was unnecessary. But yeah. I guess if Alex and his family agreed to to have that side covered, it's something in the book that okay. he that he that he feels that Cameron then, Smith hasn't approached him or you know, you know apologised or or you know even like checked in on him. Yeah, and so that's obviously something he's holding on to. And you know what? He's got fuck. He's perfectly fucking entitled to be angry, absolutely as angry as he wants at whomever he yeah. wants to be angry. I am. Um, I got telling me fucking. I, be. I don't. I don't feel comfortable commenting or, or having any sort of judgment or opinion on how Alex McKinnon should feel. Yeah. Um, because that guy's fucking entire world has been turned upside down in in every sense. Yeah. And um, you know, you see someone like Kurt Fernley. He's, he's very very vocal in his own way about um, you know how Alex McKinnon you know and what he should be entitled to and how you know that's a guy that fucking understands yeah yeah <laughs> you know so um i've said it before you know i'll defer to that guy yeah and i'll i'll toe the line with his opinion because that guy understands i fucking don't have a clue um and you know if selling books um helps pay for his astronomical fucking medical bills mm-hmm. that no one else could really comprehend yep fucking so so be it i'm buying i'll buy one yeah and <laughs> I, I, and I, think- I can't even read <laughs> and yeah, in the, in that story in particular, I mean, I don't think Cameron Smith is really that bad. I mean, he should have called, regardless of like you know seeking official fucking leave to do so through the club and via Newcastle. I mean, of course, yeah, it's it's a very fucking small world, the football world. It would have been nothing for him to get you know to get his number and you know. And, if Jordan and, McLean and, could get his number. The Australian captain can get his number. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah. I mean, just let's in that I'm prepared to like to let let Cameron Smith off on that one. I think it was blowing up far, you know, sure. bigger, bigger than it actually was. But let's not forget that he is one of the biggest fucking grubs ever in the history of the game. He's top five grubs in the history of the game. Um, and that, and that's, and massively underplayed through the course of his career and will not be remembered, which is a, which is an absolute travesty. He, um, he's one of these up there with the worst of the very fucking worst. There is only, a, it is a very vocal minority of people that, that acknowledge that aspect to his game, and it's. Well, fucking, I think he's a fantastic footballer, and it's very fuck. It's it's like plain to see. I mean, it's like these are things that he was, you know, reprimanded for, side for, suspended for. Uh, the rules of the yeah. fucking sport changed to stop him doing things that he liked to do to people. Not just him, but yeah, I, you're 100 percent correct. The biggest thing I took out of it, and you know, Wayne Bennett doesn't say much, as we all know, but when he does speak, you can see why players. Heed his yep. words, yep. because what he said, as far as you know, I've coached Cameron Smith, yep. and I've coached him in, in multiple teams, and you know, in the heat of the moment and on the night, if he had his time again, he probably would have handled it differently. Yep. And I think that 
that is probably the best um, summary of the situation you can give. Speaking specifically to Cameron Smith's comments on the field about yeah. the penalty, etc., yep, and arguing yep. with the referee. Um, <clears throat> if he had his time again, he'd probably see a guy getting carried off in a stretcher in a neck brace with, you know, 12 people around him. Just and, wear it. And just fucking jog on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, um, you know, it's, again, it's a bit like, again, not saying that the two injuries compare or even in the same stratosphere, but, you know, Alex McKinnon, the guy's got a broken jaw. Alex McKinnon and Joey Lelou were high-fiving and celebrating and Joey Lelou was screaming in the guy's face. Yeah, well, yeah. Joey Lelou, if he had his time again, probably do exactly the same thing. That guy seems yeah, like a tool. And he probably seems like naked pictures of his ex around. And, so much, you know, you know. Yeah. Joey Lelou, you know, he's, he, he hasn't exactly covered himself in glory as a human being over the course not. of his career. And, um, and the other thing that really fucking really shits me is this constant assertion, like, he fucking ducked his head, you know, that's what, that's what caused it. <sighs> What caused it was a fucking lifting tackle. Exactly. And the momentum of the tackle initially with um, McLean at the back with the legs, he's lifting the legs and the trajectory he follows is he's going fucking straight up and over like a, like a, a complete like, you know, forward somersault. And so he naturally, instinctively, probably wasn't tucks thinking about it. He tucks his head to do a forward roll, at which point McLean stops dead with that action and instead fucking just braces and just spears straight down into the ground, forward and down. So, I mean, you know, the tucking the head motion, I mean, that's, it's not like he fucking did that for any reason other than it would have been sheer instinct because you know you, the way you're going with the momentum and everything, you're doing a fucking forward roll and you're just trying, I mean, you know, you, you're trying to fucking come out of it without fucking injuring. The fact that, that McLean then flipped the script and just fucking just grabbed the legs and just went fucking forward, down, hard, and then his whole body behind it as well. That's how you get the fucking situation exactly. that we dealt with. So, um, I think across the NRL, I think the saddest part, you know, including Newcastle, um, and it, like I said, it's it's across the whole of the NRL, every team, with zero exceptions. Um, the lifting tackles continue. It's still being coached. It's still part of the game. I and feel like it's less. Sorry, oh, I feel I feel like it's less. I, it, but it hasn't it hasn't ruled it out completely. No, you know, well, players still have to make a conscious decision to put their hand between the legs and lift. You know, if a guy, you know, the amount of I mean, it it couldn't didn't need to get any publicity, quite frankly. But the amount of 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 rallying that the NRL community has done behind Alex in his situation, there's no one involved with rugby league that could ever say fuck I didn't realise the extent of a lifting tackle or what it could do to someone you know well I, yeah you, you know what it can Everyone, do you've yeah. seen graphically it happened to someone it's yeah. not like fuck it could break someone's it has broken someone's yep. neck yep you know look it, it's one thing for it to be a deterrent but you know for people to say well this could happen it yeah. fucking happened yeah yep. if that doesn't make people stop and think yeah you know, and there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray area though too. Like I mean, we get a situation where a guy's on the charge, and another guy hits him with a textbook tackle, fucking like right around the hips, and then lifts and drives like driving back. And some other fucking donkey gets involved, grabs their upper body and, and throws it downwards. Then all of a sudden, the guy, the first guy, with momentum, I've seen I've seen uh, Jake Turbo do this. 
with momentum, it would have been what you call a fucking classic fucking hit. Like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd pick the guy up and you'd dump him on his ass. Like, you know, you'd, you'd body slam him down sideways. But you get some other donkey come in to wrap the ball up. And I shouldn't even call him a donkey because, you know, it's not like they're intending it. But they, they go to wrap the ball up and, you know, take the guy to the ground. And if that guy who's actually initiated the tackle in the first place hasn't fucking cottoned onto the situation and the whole parameters of shit changing very quickly... Mm. Then it can turn bad really quickly. I mean, and the McKinnon one certainly wasn't that. I mean, it was a straight lift. You know, there was no grey area about it. I mean, it was you know, yeah. it was intent. It was it went exactly the way it intended. And in fact, if they had have done it, kept going with the, their intentions, he would you know he'd be walking around today because they would have just flipped him. It would look ugly, like a tackle um, T Rex did on DeGoyce a couple of years ago. Would look ugly. They would have got the weeks for it, but he'd still be fucking walking around too. Sure. Um, just some other little ones. Uh, a lot of signing news came out just like the last couple of days. But um, Chad Townsend, the worst kept secret in in rugby league over the past you know couple of months, surely. But he's be back in uh, back in Cronulla Colours next season, and he's got a release from the final year of his contract with the Warriors, and he signed a two year deal from 2016 to go back to the Sharks, where he'll partner James Maloney. He's grown as a player during his time at the Warriors. Um, times where uh, he's he's really taking control of that side and, and I dare say he almost carried it. the team on his back the first half of the season I mean because it's only re- recently it. that Johnson started doing sure. that golden boot Dallium shit that people expected from round one I like the way he threw the Dallium in there yeah that, that people expected from round one <laughs> when I say people the Glenn expected from round one <laughs> um, good signing for the Sharks partnered well with Maloney in the halves I'm, I'm not sure is he going to play 5-8 Maloney going to play halfback or vice versa We'll see. We'll see. Apparently, they're going to look for another playmaker as well. I don't know who that's going to be. What a hooker. Don't know. They didn't name any names, so... I guess Ennis can't go around forever. Yeah, it's too early to... You know, they can certainly think about replacing him, but, I mean, it's too early to buy someone in that's just going to slot straight in, though. Mm. Um, Also... Good signing from the Sharkies. I mean, it's not often you can say that about some of the Sharkies signings, but um, that's those... Maloney and... um, well, they finally got something they've needed for, like, fucking past, like, God, as long as I can remember. A halves combination. Halves combination, yeah. I mean, we'll see how good Townsend goes, you know, when he doesn't have Sean Johnson scaring everyone half to death, but, uh, you know, holding off him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's definitely become a better player, and uh, it's good to see Sharks get one back, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, Look, they have they have bred some, some reasonable youngsters over time that have been snatched up by other clubs, too, so... I, I fucking struggle to think who they are, though. Look, I'm not going <laughs> to rattle off a thousand names. It's because it's, you couldn't. Look, Leisha, there's one. There's the most recent one. Yeah, he's he's you know he's all right. He's he's getting better every week. He's like. middling. We'll see where he ends up. He's gonna he's gonna have a nice combination with Emboy. Maybe. Which is an interesting segue into one of the other songs. It is. It is. In fact, the very next one. The uh, Knights have signed Trent Hodkinson on a three-year deal. The, the article here is like they've scored their best halfback since Andrew Johns. Oof. Probably so, but that's not that's not really an endorsement of Trent Hodkinson's talent. It's more an indictment of the shit they've trotted out ever since so, Joey. Is that saying that Mullins are five eight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he but he has. I mean, he's like he's Origin five eight. I mean, like he's yeah. just because he, he hangs in a seven now and then. I mean, his style of play has always been more of five eight. Anyway. Yeah, well, I've always. You know, in my mind, he's always been a seven, but... Um, well, in my mind, Hodkinson's always been an 18. <laughs> Except for those times where you were saying how fucking great he was well, when half he was a playing season, for Manly. Half a season. 
half a season, Cherry come in, won a premiership. So there's no hard feelings, but there's just no there's no fond feelings either. It's just you know, I'm glad you shifted aside so that you know we could win in 2011. Thanks for thank this is solid. Um, and also it means that the Gold Coast Titans who were going all in on Hodkinson still don't have a senior playmaker. I mean, LG clearly had to step up and there's going to be half of that equation next year, but um, those are going to be sexy eyes still. <laughs> um, sure, is, is there someone in England that they could buy that doesn't know the that Gold old Coast? Mate, old, and- mate, like, old mate Miley, you saw that try, right? The one where he, he where he where he kicked it and, and then, and then he kicked it out of the air back yeah. the other way. Yeah, geez, that's fucking nice. But I mean, what else has he done? Yeah, look, he can he can come to Manly next year and play five eighth on the condition that he gets paid two hundred thousand dollars a season, and every game that he does that, he gets an X amount where he can make six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Heavily incentivized by bullshit soccer tries. <laughs> but but what about the amount of times he tries it and it doesn't come off? No, it's got to come off. But how, how many games are you going to lose because he's trying that five times a game to try and make you 600? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, boom, every time he does it, he's just like... <laughs> He'd be like, this fucking palm. Like, I'd, he's got his hand, hand pulling thing like I, This wasn't what I had in mind, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, Trent is the current New South Wales origin halfback. Can kick a field goal when the crucial ball gets to him. I just think Newcastle have got two solid halves. I just... Now, my, after this signing they do. Sure. Yeah. But my... It's how dare you fucking call, and even insinuate that Tyrone Roberts is solid anything. <laughs> People have gone right off Tyrone Roberts. It's like... He's been absolute hot garbage this year, that's why. Yeah. He, um... He's going to end up with the Titans. That's what's going to happen. He's in the Gold Coast today, I heard. I don't know if it was trolling or but I think he was in the Gold Coast today. Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> I just, I like a combination where you've got one, one or the other that is a solid guy yep. and, and does the organising and, and then you've got a guy that's fucking Spark. white hot and, yep. and he's super creative. I think that's, that's when your halves work best. I'm Glenn Blakely. Underrates rugby coach. You're saying the New South Wales side, uh, sorry, the Newcastle Knights side do not have that with the signing. No. Yeah. Well, Mullen's not a... Mullen's no, a no. solid guy, yeah. an organiser, you know. They have a good kicking game and good field goals. Mm. They win games by ones. <laughs> and win some games 3-0. Lose games 24-1. <laughs> things like that as well. Um, don't make it nil often. That's basically that's what we're trying to say. Um, and rumour coming from Andrew Johns, who, who played uh, in, uh, with Warrington, has ties to the club, says that he thinks that Chrissy Sandow will be playing with them next year, Warrington. He, uh, he said that's the rumour going around. He's good friends with the, uh, with the, the club owner. After wow. he's over there. And um, Richie Myler is their current halfback. We are just talking about him with a spectacular try. Apparently he's going to leave the club at the end of the year. Now he's there's come talk, to play for Manly. There's talk and that try that to, same try yeah, five times a game. We just spoke about. It. There's talk that he wants to come to the NRL, but also apparently they're deep in negotiations with the rival Super League club for next season, meaning that Warrington are in the in, in the market for a marquee half, and uh, somehow Chrissy Sandow is maybe that. Interesting, interesting. I, I think Sandow. <laughs> good. He was good on Monday. Yeah, at times, let's, let's, <laughs> kill the Tigers let's, at times. Let's gloss over that. But I 
don't know. I'm not prepared to give up on Chris Sandow as an NRL half. Fuck you. So what you're saying, he's got more potential than John Sutton? <laughs> Honestly, how long do you wait? I guess he just he can't. It can't go on forever, but <sighs> when he's on, and that's, you know, fuck, I sound like every CEO. When, when he's on, when he's I on, I sound like right. every CEO in the NRL. Um, is it a coaching thing? Has he played for a really fucking great coach? The key, the, the key I think, to, to success... Chris Sandow under Wayne Bennett. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not probably. saying he's going to the Broncos. I'm saying if he played for a coach like that... He'd be fucking in reserve grade. And he'd be, and he'd be cunt punted halfway through the season before June 30. You just, you just reckon Wayne there's nothing... Tolerate. Wayne is not There's nothing tolerate. in him that would go, you know what, I'm fucking hooking in, I'm going to train. No, too many pokies at Red Hill. Now... The thing is with Chrissy Sandow, I think... I No, there is a key, though. I think there's a key to unlocking the fucking talent inside Chris Sandow. Free spins. No, one-year contracts. Every year, one-year contract. In the club's favour, everything's in the club's favour. Because in a contract year, he puts together some fucking performances. Like, sensational. I dare say he made... So he's going to Quade Cooper it. So basically... That's not a bad idea. You keep him in this perpetual state of playing for a contract, and... um. I think that, you know, you might get more consistent performances out of him. And even if it is really, you know, rocks and diamonds, you get more diamonds than you would if you signed to three years. Mm. You probably get the same amount of diamonds. How many clubs need a halfback at the moment? If you say the Tigers, I'll fucking cut you. Uh, look, I didn't want to say that, but now you mentioned it, it didn't even come into my mind, but um, I think you're more in need of a 5'8", though, to be perfectly honest. Because um, it looks like fucking Drinkwater's going to make that position his own. At half, <laughs> fucking just, solid F, solid F, solid F, and beaten Southfield. <laughs> Must have been that fucking. Oh fuck me, dude! Must have been that manly reserve grade Look, fucking training. Fun guys, but... <laughs> no, but like the Titans don't need a halfback. But I mean, do they? Would they just play two guys opposite side of the rocks? You know, like they could. You think they could find a home for him? LG's so young and his shit that, you know, they look, you're the kid, you fucking play the ones just, that seems like. to be a pretty solid crop of halfbacks. you imagine, like, Oh, yeah, but before Manly fucking reneged the DCE, it was like, fucking, oh, my fucking God, there's no halves on the market. What are they going to do? But there's only certain clubs that... No, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a fucking fantastic idea. One new contract. Quade Cooper it. Yep. Not that it really works for Quade Cooper. Just keep me in a perpetual fucking a perpetual sort of hunger mindset where like I'm, I'm playing for my next contract. Shit, even build in like you know, yeah, you, know, you know, set uh, set increment like up upgrades in money too. If it's going to be one year contract, and we give you the next year, you know, you get the next year's contract here, we'll throw you another fifty G's, hundred G's on the next one. Keep doing that. I guarantee you'll get consistency out of him. Well, you know, or fucking, or he'd be fucking reserve grade eating pies and on the yeah, He's like, yeah. fuck, he's an enigma. Now, finally, this zero tackle thing sort of launched about the time we were recording last week. So we had a little bit of a talk about it. And let's be real, it was over when we recorded last week. <laughs> it had been up for about three hours by the time we started recording. But it's still open as far as voting is concerned. I had a look this afternoon. So I'm not sure if they're going to close it off or what they're going to do. But, um, at the moment, we're leading. We've got 37% even. A podcast no one's ever heard of has 16.19%. And they were a very interesting case because I wasn't really keen. Like, a lot of people DM me and stuff saying, like, you know, we can fucking, like, 
you know, I work in IT, you can fuck this thing, you know, wide open and just smash all the votes to you and all that sort of thing. And, and like I do too, and, I, you know, the, and the thought crossed my mind, but the, we were winning by so much so quickly, it was obvious that it wasn't actually competition. So it's, it's not necessary. Let's everyone just fucking chill, let it pan out the way it's going to pan out, and hopefully everyone's in the, you know, in the spirit. But then these unknown, this unknown podcast, <laughs> literally, from the time you left last week, I fucking had a look to see where the standings were at. This podcast was on 0.0% of the vote. By the time I finished editing the show and updating it, and uh, uploading it, sorry, they were on 16% of the vote. So they had just this unknown podcast which is fucking spamming, fucking spoofed votes non-stop for about three hours over the late late uh, Wednesday night last week uh, into early hours of Thursday morning. It didn't change much in, in, in you know when I got up in the morning, so I think that they must have, you know, went to bed at some stage as well and stopped <laughs> doing it. But as far as I'm concerned, fuck them. Um, you can still vote, guys, so get on there, fake votes, do whatever you want, push us over 50%, um, fuck them. But yeah, crushing, crushing victory, over 20% more than our, our nearest competitor, and we've got a full third of the vote. Fucking just the appreciation that I have for the Mighty Tool Nation again. It's just fucking ridiculous. Any comments? It's good to be the Kings. Recaps for round 17 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Kicked off Friday night football. Penrith Panthers 20 smashed the South Sydney Rabbitohs 6 out there at the Muddy Puddle and a crowd of just you over 14,000 people in attendance. You just touched my knee. No, my hand was there and you spun your seat and you put you thrust your knee <laughs> towards my hand. And uh, like, I know that, okay. that, was just, that was your opening gambit. That was like, oops, accident. And then next time the chair gets a bit closer, and it's like, "Oops, accident!" And then next thing one you thing know, leads to another. The next thing, next your thing, ass next, looks like hope solo. Next, <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, I'm fucking, you know, I'm I'm here fucking, you know, bring your milkshakes to all the <laughs> all the boys in my office. Yeah. So the Panthers twenty came for tries to DWZ, Peter Wallace, Dean Vare, Wanga Blake, conversions, one, very poor goal kicking on the night actually, and one to uh, Appy Corusau new manly superstar and uh, he also got a penalty goal and uh, the Rabbitohs 6 came from a try to Joel Reddy conversion to Adam Reynolds this game is all about Bryce Cartwright mm-hmm. remember I said in the 20s at the time he was all over his own hype he wanted to do everything he's chipping chasing yep. tackling passing flick passing offloading doing everything and he overplayed his hand and, and come up with some errors um, only through overexertion and too much effort which it's hard to knock a kid for that, but in a very short time he's come a long way with his play selection, and already he's, he's fucking some sort of player, and he's uh, he's becoming a key part of that Penrith Arsenal. Well, he's and the key part at the moment, given they don't have Moylan, who was the key part before the key part. Sure. Um. He he's going to be something else. I'll imagine him in three years. Hopefully playing for Manly. I mean, even if we have to fucking get... <laughs> if we have to get Cardi as an assistant coach or something, just to, just to fucking sweeten the pot, go and play under your uncle. If you like, don't think that the harsh money pimp... 
He's going to hand Bryce Cartwright a brown fucking paper bag. Mate. Money laundering at its best. Just saying Trent Barrett is fucking, he's, he's, he's dug a pipeline from fucking Penrith out to Brookie. <laughs> and he, uh, he seems, there seem to be people escaping down that pipeline. It's <laughs> a fucking tunnel. <laughs> exactly. I think South were a step off Penrith's tempo the whole night. Penrith just played with uh, with a whole heap of energy, and and Soward and Wallace, you know, they haven't played a whole heap of footy together this season. Starting to get a little bit of consistency, and that combination's coming right back. They really controlled things with their kicking game, but it was the difference in energy that won and lost this game. I just South tries they might just couldn't match Penrith for for, for large parts of the game, and uh, Penrith just just kept pouring it on. Souths are a weird fucking side this year, and they're really hard to get a read on. Like, Tigers fucking flattened them. And obviously they had a bye week, and then that was a wake-up call they needed to fucking get that premiership defence back on track. So they fronted up against Manly. And here we go again. Mm. I mean, like, Penrith played well, but, you know, it it certainly wasn't the Souths of the week before either, which was, you know, far more closer to what, you know, you would expect to see from the Rabbitohs than what they've, you know, dished out in recent weeks. Like, remember, that's the way they started the season too. Oh, fire as well, just fucking devastating. You know, and it's it's hard to say, wow, they don't have Sam Burgess anymore. Look, they Sam looked Burgess. like they were going to, look, and their fans were carrying on, but they looked fucking unstoppable. Like undefeated, repeat, yeah, yeah. Like, this, like who's going to stop that? But how fucked is George Bur- Burgess now? Tom is the best one in this team now. Yeah. Would you ever have thought that the day would come when Never. you say that? Never. Um, how much does he need his fucking brother to show him what to do or something? And it's, it's in... Stuff that you can control too, like play the ball. Yep. Like fucking up in the play the ball yep. just does my head in. Yep. Unforgivable shit like that that you just... Like I can handle a guy, you know, dropping a, a crash ball or... I, there's, there's just some things as a, as a football that are fucking inexcusable. And knocking on in the play the ball. Ugh. Just and then you got, gets me. And then you got AJ. Devastating, fucking tremendous player. He's on track to set an all-time try-scoring record in on rugby the wing. league. On the wing, fair enough. Possible origin selection, all this sort of stuff. He's a bolter for fucking, you know, national everything. He'd be thinking his lucky stars that his career wasn't. He is dead set. Just executed by playing Origin this year. Yeah, he would have been Nathan Merritt the second. He's. Honestly, he's turned into like you know like, we thought like, like he's he's with Blake Ashford. I think that's a harsh criticism, given that. I think it's true though. I think if he was still sometimes there's truth in harshness. If he was it's playing like a full time on the wing, I think the fact that they're trying to shoehorn him into fullback. But it's not shoehorning though. He wants to be fullback too though. That's his position. Yeah, look, according to him, I want to be the fucking queen of Sheba. No, you don't. What do you mean? The queen of the queen of the Nile, maybe. In fucking Campbelltown. <laughs> Down the RSL. Queen of the free spins. Look, sometimes people want to be things. Yeah. But it's just not going to happen, and it's up to the coaching staff to go. You know, it's like those people that rock up on those singing shows that fucking have no business being on a singing show. Yeah, yeah. Their friends really need to pull them aside and say, mate. Oh, and their like, parents yeah, before that. I don't want to crush your dreams, but you sound like someone fucking a cat. Yeah, yeah. Let's... Let's let's move on from this whole singing thing, back to flipping burgers where you belong. AJ, not a fullback, not a fullback's arsehole, To be quite frank, what steps is I'm here to deliver the here to deliver the real talk, AJ, because that's what I am. I'm your coach. I'm your friend. 
I'm your mentor. Whatever the fuck role this particular person has in AJ's life, mate, not a fullback. You're a winger at best. Piss off back to the wing. Get on the wing, um, run fast and fall over the line. And you do fantastic style. work there. Fantastic Rack up the tries. Work. You'll be South Sydney's leading try scorer in a couple of years. Don't fucking worry about it. But don't you ever, you ever, ever, you ever dare try and pull that number ever. one, that number Think one jersey on again, AJ. You're going to get some Hope Solo action. Can you please stop bringing out that fucking Sarlacc? <laughs> now, <laughs> you finished talking about this game? Ah, uh, yes, I am. Jar TV. At least Glenn can feel better that we destroyed the defending premiers. Tiger's loss ain't so bad now. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, it was terrible. Shane Aaron Elvis. terrible. Reddy is clearly the Robbie Farrow of Souths. Whole team was fucking dreadful. End of. Hash unforgivable errors. Hash footy 101. Which goes back to what you were saying, of course. It only, it only <laughs> affirmed, reaffirms my love for Robbie Farrow the more people hate him. Oh, you're going to be like that, are you? You're going to dig in. you to dig in the heels. It just... The more haters someone has, the better they're going. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. You see Robbie's fucking... Well, we'll talk about it after the game. Here we go. Paul Mac underscore 78. I think South fans better go and do something else for another 42 and a half years. Word. The Ibis. That is uh, E-Y-E-B-I-S. It's very disappointing to see my boys play so shit. But credit to Penrith. Defence is very tight tonight. Hash, keep Mitch nerds happy. Just want to pick you up on there, um, Ibis. Penrith the nerds. Penrith nerds and the Mitch nerds are separate. And I don't think there are any Mitches that go for Penrith. No. The Mitches are scattered amongst clubs, but I don't believe that there's any Penrith Mitch news. If there were a bunch of Mitches that supported Penrith, it would really fit in well with my Shunt Panther rap. <laughs> Doctors removing snitches and pulling oh. bitches. Uh, your, Mitches your, snitches. <laughs> your, your, your rapping career is going to be spectacular, I can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had brought it. I would have fucking pulled out, some, I would have pulled out a beat and I would have let you fucking cut loose. <laughs> I would have put it on iTunes for $1.99 and it would have sold. You would have been on the charts. You would have been higher up the charts than probably Delta. Could have been on The Voice. Yes. Now, moving along to Saturday. The North Queensland Cowboys 18 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 12. Down at Wynn, there was just under 12,000 people in attendance. The Cowboys 18 came from a double. The Kane Linnet, Jay Granville with a try as well. Ethan Lowe, two or three conversions and a penalty. The Dragons, 12, came from tries to Ewan Aiken and Mark Iwani. And uh, Gareth Widdop, two from two conversions. Back on track for the Cowboys after their loss uh, previous week. Their away record is the best it's ever been. It's the best in the competition at the moment. I believe they're the only team that hasn't lost in New South Wales. That was a big knock on them for, for years and years and years that they can't win away. They can't win in Even as recently as last, last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that says one thing and one thing only to me. They'd better climb through that fucking window this year. The, 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 I still maintain this year's the window the, year. The, the, the planets are aligning. This is this is the year. It's almost like you know, South last year. The planets are aligning. It's, it, it's all coming together. Burgess is moving on. It, it has to sort of happen. Yep. And JT's not getting any younger. Yep. You know, they've finally got it together on the road. Are they going to be able to do that next year? Mm-hmm. You know, Granville's there. It's um, it's fucking now or never for the Cowboys, and um, and I just wonder if their fans feel that way too, or whether they're still, you know, like, their fans have just got their fucking little conspiracy flags ready to wave. 
They yeah, don't believe. No. They don't believe. The Cowboys fans don't believe, and with and with good reason. They shouldn't believe. They're a choking ass team of conspiracy theorists. True, and I could just imagine the the open letter to to anyone with any sort of vested interest in the NRL that would be written, or you know, ham hocks being pounded against mm-hmm. a fucking keypad. Yeah. At the conclusion of the the premature conclusion of the Cowboys season, probably yeah. at the hand of the West Tigers in the final series. As has happened before. <laughs> People want to talk about mathematics with Manly, and let me let me just remind you that we're one of the Tigers. Man, I went to Campbelltown. I I can make any sort of shit happen with mathematics. Don't you worry about that. It makes no sense. It's not even remotely right. <laughs> but the numbers add up for me. Classic Benji overplaying things in this game. Um, I think that went some of the way to, towards the Dragons not being able to crack it for a win. But uh, credit to them for for competing, given the youth and injuries in the side. Um, is it Justin Hunt, the fullback? Mm-hmm. Fuck, he had a cracker of a game. Like, playing behind Josh Dugan is, you know, for a guy like that, he he was in everything. His positional play was fantastic. Um, support play, he ran the ball back well. Couldn't ask for, a, a you know, a better job from a guy filling in for, for one of the best fullbacks in the competition. Uh, just on the Cowboys, Kane Linnett. Kane Linnett at the Roosters and Kane Linnett at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, his Roosters days compared to his Cowboys days. They look like two fucking different players compared to, you know, rather than the same bloke. He had some Roosters days, though, up there. What up there towards, like, what he's doing for the Cowboys. No, no, no. Like he's, he, he's had some terrible fucking games for the Cowboys where people are you like... You think? Yeah, people where, where... I've seen Cowboys fans on Twitter want to fucking neck the cunt. But he's put it together now, and now they he's, love him. He's certainly... Oh, they love him now. They love him. Defensively, he's quite solid. His hands, are, his hands are good. He's, yep. he's like he's on the ball. He's he's in there, on the spot. Fucking, he's he's another guy that has, you know, stepped it up a notch and 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 is a contributing factor to why the Cowboys are going so well. You know, they've got a pretty dominant, uh, you know, X factor in, in Taumalolo as well. Uh, Granville's work out at dummy half is, is possibly the biggest contributing factor to the, their turnaround this season. Um, JT possible has always buy of the year. Sorry, possible buy of the year, like, like yeah. got to be like you know one or two. I think it's probably the Cowboys' position on the ladder is probably gives him a bit of a uh, inside running over Blake Austin. Yeah, as far as buy yeah. of the year. Yep. Um, albeit he's got some more talent around him than, than yeah. Austin has, but uh, and then you know Lockie Coot at the back, you know he's come back from injury has been. F- Fucking fantastic. Um, Morgan's emergence as well um, in the halves with, with JT. It, it, again, it's, you just get the feeling that everything is starting to fall into place and they're going to get one shot to get this right. Um, I'm not convinced they're not going to fuck it up. We will see. Ah, Pops. Cowboys win in Sydney with no JT, Scott, Tamau or, or Morgan and Louis and Glenn Hall playing. Well, that'll do me, Hash. Put a fork in me. Dragonpunk 12, Benji reverted back to his Tigers days. Combined with the injuries equals loss. Cowboys were more professional tonight. Rev Sunny 101, is this the end of Louis Karma? Say it ain't so. Was that game at Wollongong or was it? Uh, let me scroll back up. It was at Wynn Stadium, so that, yes, that's right. That would be a fucking cold-ass place this time of year too. <sighs> yeah. No Canberra, but no fun. Wally Frogmore, not the first time a Cowboys had their back line penetrated, leaving the Macon. 
Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. Good to see Foxtel giving Dragons and Cowboys reserve grade, tri- reserve grade sides a run on Prime TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Benji, once again, I think it was last week I said that, you know, like their fortunes, the Dragons' fortunes rely on him not being West Tigers, late West Tigers, Benji. He needs to fuck, like, good kicking game, control passing game, no fucking passes to the stands. And no, and no the, ridiculous. The thing kicks. is, with Wit up there, Benji can afford to be, like I said before, you've got that real solid guy. Mm. Benji can be, afford to be the guy that is trying to create and yeah, but take he's been some the, risks. But, but, but their success is based on the fact that he's been a solid guy too. Like he hasn't been fucking up. Yeah. And and maybe that works for their particular dynamic yeah. as a squad. But Benji, it's in his DNA though. Yeah. He's going to take risks. Yeah. He's going to try and throw those big. Fucking zinger balls out, you know, and and hit little kids in row three. It's unfortunately, it's just it's in his blood. He just can't. Get, it's a touch footy thing. Yeah, yeah. Mighty Manly Seagulls twenty eight defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks sixteen. Fortress Brookvale just under fifteen thousand in attendance on a glorious Sunday afternoon. The uh, Mighty Sea Eagles twenty eight came from a hat trick. The Jorge Tofua. It was a fiesta. Steve Mathai, DCE, also with tries. Jamie Lyon, four or five conversions. Defeat the Sharks, 16. Try the Fecky, and two consolation tries to Andrew Fafita. Gordon, two or three conversions. To fool with a hat-trick, it's like a fucking piñata exploded, um, which displeases me greatly. I just got the feeling in this game, Manly had the Sharks measure, measure for, for, for 80 full minutes. <laughs> uh, it was an ominous sign. I'm not convinced they're back just yet, but... It's, you know, they really were beating up on a poor cousin in this game and, and that's that's the impression you used to get from last season. Yeah. And, and they Bryant. still, and they still like, you could just see there's just so much fucking improvement there to be had. Still. Like, that's like half, they're halfway there with the attack, I think. Maybe 50%. Maybe. Was that Willie Mason's best game in three years? Oh, fuck. In three years. His start to the game. His so did his, did his, his two years before Manly, were they, it was two years at Knights? Maybe so. I'm just trying to think back to Willie Mason performances. Prior to that, he was at the Cowboys. He had some good games. At the Cowboys, I thought he was really he was excellent. At the Cowboys, I thought oh, um, he was fucking fantastic. His first stint. Yep. Um, that was his best game for Manly for sure. Oh, without a shadow of yep. a doubt, definitely. I think Cronulla changed when Barber came on. They seemed to have more energy, but it's it was it's this really weird chemistry on the field. The energy seems to lift. When Barber comes on, like the expectation that something might, you know, yep. he might be able to create something from nothing when he's got the ball, um, you can you can sort of sense it um, amongst the playing group as well. But then you've got poor old Jack Bird shoved out wider, yep. nullified, not yep. getting any ball. He never got the ball with with you know any space to run at all. Yeah, and and I'm told that he's a he's a back rower slash centre. And and that's his preferred position, but if that's the case, give the guy some early ball. Like he's yeah. shown at five eight that he can run the fucking ball. Yeah, yep. And and he can ball play. That being the case, get Barbara out there, call some fucking plays, give the kid some early ball, and let him let him see what he can do. If that's your preferred position, and he's been filling in at five eight and killing it. Yeah, he's gonna have to wait till next year. Yeah, it's it's a weird chemistry for the Sharks, and it's it's like they they feel like they have to use Barber, um, because he's Ben Barber, 
you know, and they're they, paying for it. Paying well, good oh, absolutely. Money for it. <laughs> but you know, they obviously are throwing him out there because they want him to be 2012 Ben Barber, and I'm not yep. sure that guy even exists anymore. Someone's going to have to throw their wife up, <laughs> make an omelette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Look, good win for Manly, and um, like I said. I don't think they're back, but that was a pretty ominous sign as far as the way they controlled that game. Got about 80% of the team back too, so they're slowly coming back. I know Leary is maybe a late inclusion this week, but otherwise next week. And surprisingly, I thought he was out all season, but I think uh, Brenton Lawrence might be back maybe this week or next week as well. So slowly starting to get the troops back and uh, you know, to make that run undefeated run through to get in the finals and then obviously... Straight through the grand final. I want to give a wrap to those jerseys that Manly wore too. They were fucking fantastic, except... I like the spirit behind them, but I wasn't a fucking fan at all. I, I thought the jersey itself was fantastic, but that sponsor on the front was a fucking eyesore. You know, Penrith can get it so yeah, right. URM. Yeah. Problem is, they are always the major sponsor of the community jersey every but, year. You know, much like Penrith did with the Anzac jersey, <coughs> surely they, they could come to some fucking agreement. Yeah, Anzac, Anzac is a different fucking, you know, <coughs> I kelfish. get that. I get that. But if you're going to have an... If you're the Sea Eagles, and yeah. you're going to have a jersey with a big fucking head of a Sea Eagle on it, yeah. don't cover it up with half a fucking high-vis yellow, fluorescent yellow fucking <laughs> logo. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a fan of the jersey at all. Didn't rate it. I'm, you know... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um... What else do I have to say? Nothing, probably. Um, I just yeah, sorry, yeah. One thing, the oh, referee. Oh, and this, I thought I want, we got there. I want to lead this I into. We got there. This this leads into to, to the Monday night game as well. But the fucking penalty, like outrageous fucking, we were smashed 11, 11 to one in the penalties at one point, I think. And it's very funny the way the runs and the penalties came came into the game as well. Ten nil. Run of sharks penalties. And then at twenty-two-four, run of sharks penalties, and it just—it just makes you wonder Man, how much they took their fucking, foot off the gas and, and how much fucking got ill-disciplined. Well, they took their foot off the gas to let for feeder, especially for that last try. You could see they were just fucking jogging, like yeah, whatever. It's seventy-nine, you know, colon forty-five in the game. Who gives a fuck? But this, you know, outrageous. And um, luckily, they're you know they're good enough to overcome uh, diabolical shit refereeing. Unlike sometimes, Jar TV. Manly are the epitome of modern long-term rugby league strategy. They have a core group that gains new members as old ones leave. Still cunts. Life of Ty. I can't wait for the media to wank all over how good Brookie Oval is as a suburban ground tomorrow. Hash, I wait. And they did. And uh, all of a sudden, suburban rugby league is a flavour of the month and this big stadium policy is uh, such a terrible thing because the fucking suburban grounds are so amazing. Well... Even if they do lock them in on Sunday afternoon to fucking make them more of a thing for families, isn't that? Why? Well, wouldn't they? I'm, well, I'm down with that. Um, special K online. Next horror movie for Glenn is two hours of highlights in quotes from Ricky Lutelli. <laughs> uh, shithead listener. Looks like the shark should stick taking out body boys at Ballina. Snake and Tafu are much, much, much too good. Fucking just some silky, silky fucking passing from Snake. Put him in at five eight next year. Earthboy 75. Manly could put up Bill Cosby numbers against the Sharks today. <laughs> Parramatta Eels. Sorry, Monday night foot bitch. Parramatta Eels, 28, defeat the West Tigers, 16. Parramatta Eels, 28, tries to Timmy Manor, Chris Sandow, Luke Kelly, and a double to the semi-trailer. Chris Sandow, 4 or 5 conversions. Tigers, 16. 
double to Kevin Nagama. Pat Richards with a try. Pat Richards, one from three conversions and a penalty goal. Here we fucking go. Go. <coughs> What's the over-under on how many games we would have won or even been competitive in this year if James Tedesco was actually playing for Canberra as he had signed to do before doing a backflip? I know you tweeted it, and I'm not sure what people were answering, Two? but close to fucking Any? zero. Very close to zero. Two max. Because even in the games that he hasn't single-handedly won from start to finish, he's been the guy that's done that first try or put the first couple of yeah. things. You know, you know when you're having those 20-minute games where you do the 20 minutes of dominance, he it's was him. the one that was doing that 20-minute yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Just fucking phenomenal player. It's so good to see him back to... to well, I say back to his best, but we never actually got to really see his absolute yeah. best. Yeah, he's, made, he's, blazing, he's blazing new ground this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he hadn't done a lot before he, you know, well, when he got no, biscuitized, I mean, he's, you know. He's been he was all he was, he was all hype, but he had, you know, but he, yeah, he was all hype except he had the, yeah, you know, he didn't have the time and the persistence applied to him that, you know, through injury that people like Brooks and Moses have, have sure. been receiving. Um, you just get the feeling. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? I just... You may as well have shown me a life-size replica of Hope Solo. I'm trying to have a serious... I'm trying to have a serious rant here about my football team. Sorry. do that. Sorry, continue. Let's get the feeling for the Tigers that every week is a different problem. One week's the defence off, one week's the, you know, the attack's off. Other weeks, they're both off. Weeks where we look great and then the intensity drops. We're fucking 18 weeks into the season. Following months of, of pre-season prior to that. Can, can we have some professionalism, please? You know, what, is, what does it fucking take? I just... I can handle losses. I can handle, you know, young kids having to have, you know, experience, footy experience. And, and the only way they're going to get that is in first grade. They're going to be... By the time they come good, they'll be battle-hardened. I get all that, and I fully support it. But some of the fucking tripe that they've dished up this season, mm. it's its just an effort and an attitude thing. And as far as professional sport goes, some of that is, is indefensible. And for JT to come out and say... Um, J- Sorry, JT come out and say uh, said in, in the press conference that there was a lot to like about the performance. And honestly, of all the things where he's really drawn positives from games where there didn't seem to be a positive, I actually agree with him for this game. Because we actually played a lot of good footy here. The footy that we played where we coughed up the tries, uh, Nagama under the high ball, it's his kryptonite, we know it. Unfortunately... You know, he's had games where he's been brilliant under the high ball. He's had games where he hasn't, where he hasn't contested, um, you know, high balls. He, he's great when he's got his feet on the ground. Yep. Um, and he's got a little bit of time. Didn't seem to want to leave the, leave the Did ground. Did not though. seem to want to get one millimetre off the ground. And when you've got a guy that's probably a good foot or so taller than you and probably a good 30 kilos heavier than you, probably want to jump for the ball, son. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Um, other than that, I think Nagama had a, had a I mean, attacking-wise, fantastic game and, and, you know, did some things that um, 
there's no one else in the club that that can do those sorts of things. And and I fully support his position in the side. And quite frankly, I get the feeling that when Noffa comes back and he's fully fit, then Nagama, you know, he's going to struggle to hold on to that position. But he's um he's a fantastic player, and um just. Like I said, every week it's something fucking different. All I want is them just to be competitive every week. I don't expect them, you know, to win every week. You know, that's why I put an asterisk. You were competitive. Huh? You were competitive. There were times when it looked like this game was over yeah, in your favour. But but what about last week? You know, why is this week... Why was last week so different to the week previous and this week? Yeah. it's That's what a professional side does. And I get that's what they're trying to do. But... There just doesn't seem to be that level of desperation that you'd expect from a side that is is slowly starting to see things slip away. And they're close enough if good enough. I'm just not convinced at the moment that, that they're going to be consistently good enough to get there. Um, so I can't, You have to win every game from this point on. No, we don't. To get in the finals. Apologies, I don't, I don't know who tweeted it, but someone said um, that... Drinkwater, who filled in for Brooks, actually didn't actually have too too much of a different game to what Brooks has been having. Yeah, fucking fantastic, you know, analysis. I really really agree with it a hundred percent. He took some wrong options and he kicked grubbed through grubbed the ball dead on the third tackle, which was fucking horrible. But but Brooks, he's had some fucking clangers yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. You know why we seem to have such trouble threading a ball through the defensive line into the in goal? Why is that? Why is Robbie Farrow the only one that seems to be able to do that for us? Well, let's let's take it like the, from not so much of a little micro level. Let's let's zoom out on the fucking world view of the Tigers a little bit more and say, not why can't you thread a ball through, but why can't you thread a halfback through from dominant twenties into firsts? <laughs> Think of your Millers and your fucking Lazaruses. Your Brooks's There's been a lot of next big things coming through that fucking gate. Yeah, look, I I'm still 100% pro Moses and Brooks. Who's the who's 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 the seven that's carving it up in the twenties now? I'm not sure. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I know I know his face. I know his. his lock him his in for your bro. lock him in for your revelation pick uh, next season. Oh please. They they will continue to trot Moses and Brooks out. Brooks can go fucking play for Doncaster with fucking Quasi Grotto. Jeez, that's tough. Fifteen grand. Semi Rodrigo looks like an immortal after playing football for only three years, albeit playing rugby prior to that. But half the Tigers squad have played rugby league their whole life and look like they've never seen a footy. Some weeks, it's yeah. I just why is it always the fucking Tigers? <laughs> Why is it that they, you know, they were down twelve nil? They cop some, they copped a rough decision with that no try. Yep. Oh, yep. But it fucking happens, and but yeah, and, I, and and yet I can see arguments against it, although I don't agree with them. I see what you're talking about the Teddy one. Like, I, I could yeah. I could see the arguments against it, but I don't agree with it, and I don't think it was right that they didn't that, that they they went that way. But yeah, look, we played some good footy, and and we led sixteen twelve. We got hammered in the penalties in the second half, and and I take that. I, I agree with it. I, I would have to have a look at every penalty 
you know, on a case by case basis and, and say, wow, that was harsh. There's, or a, lot that was dumb, there's, shit. A, there's a lot of dumb that hand was, on the ball bullshit. That was ill discipline. You know, are you going to sit there and say that, you know, the vast majority of those those penalties were ill disciplined from the Tigers? Yeah. Um, you know, you could definitely look at, at a bunch of plays from Parramatta and say, geez, we should we should get a penalty of our own there. But I think whilst ever you're doing that, and and it contributed to the to the result, I've I've got no doubt in saying that. But while ever you're really focusing on on the refereeing like that, you're glossing over some of the things that the Tigers did when they led 16-12 to, that allowed Parramatta to get the momentum, get the lead back, and then go on with it. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they didn't build any pressure. Yeah, but you, you also know? have to recognise that the Eels were up, what, 12-0, weren't they? And they did some fucking ridiculously stupid shit as well to, to, invite, to invite that 16-12 lead. Yeah, Parrell horrible. And, you know, they led 12-0, but they had 70, more than 70% of the ball yeah. in that period of the game. That's going to happen. You're going to, you know, the tries that they scored were soft. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're going to, any any side worth their salt is going to be able to build substantial pressure with 70% of the ball for the first, you know, 15 minutes or so yeah. of the game. Um, look, the Tigers are going to have to turn, turn things around and start putting, they haven't won back-to-back games all year. Yeah. And that's, you can't you can't get anywhere doing that, and you can make all the statements about how your defence is improving, and you you're making you know we've conceded twenty eight points in this game, so the defensive mindset is is somewhat lost on these players, I think. Um, watching Moses, some of the things Moses did in in broken play, it makes me think that some of the people arguing against you know Taylor's coaching because they feel it's hamstringing the, the halves. Probably has a little bit of merit because fuck, some of his footwork was was brilliant, and you yep. just haven't seen it. Yep. Um, but look, if it wasn't for James Tedesco, it's this game wouldn't have been worth watching at all. I don't think for any for either fan base, um, he was on another level to every player on the field, and unfortunately, he couldn't get it done single handedly for the Tigers, and and it's been the story of our season. Before we get into tweets, and this is uh, this is not specifically targeted at this game. One thing that really gives just remind me when you were talking then, but one thing that really gives me the fucking shits lately is this assertion by commentators, like you were saying that Parramatta had seventy percent of the ball in the first fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Say that translated to five five more sets or something like that, right? I hate this assertion by the commentators every fucking game that like that's okay. They've got to hang in there. That'll even up. Why? Mm. If a team has five more sets in the first 15 minutes, why does it fucking even up? They should remain five sets ahead for the entire game. And unless they, they Unless they very fucking rarely. And this goes back to this refereeing, like, you know, evening contests up and things like that. I just would love to fucking see some real analysis done about that kind of thing. Because you know what? If a team had 70%, 70% possession at halftime, it shouldn't fucking even up by full time. Who says the other cunts get 70% possession next time? Well, we know who says it, but why? Unless they fucking actually earn sure. it through, you know? Just some food for thought. Now, Twitter. My Saguna 85. Saguna. Had a little bit of rage after this game as a Tigers fan, as you'd expect. I'm going to channel a Sharks fan right now and tell Gavin Badger to go eat a dick and then choke on that dick. Hash badging cunt. 
and he didn't tweet it to us to, you know, per se, but he did go off and uh, told Gavin Badger in no uncertain terms what he thought of him and, um, you know, Badge being on Twitter and all. Kareem Karan, JT in the press conference was adamant the club's headed in the right direction. A true hash Tigers in decline believer. <laughs> Machu. We missed less tackles, made more line breaks, made less errors. We made 76 more tackles and they missed twice as many as us. Hash ref's fault. At Scotty Eel. Never thought I'd see another player have to carry his team like Hayne did, but Hot Sauce has given it a red-hot go. Yeah. Steve-O wins. Semi is the next Hindmarsh. A great player that will end up wasting his career at the Eels. <laughs> Truth. John 17. That is uh, J-A-A-H-H-N-N 17. Tedesco's Italian for one-man team. Hash run T. <laughs> He's got hash M&B got nothing. Hash long-time listener. Hash first-time tweeter. Good times. Wally Frogmore. Speaking on the Tim Manor try, and I thought it's a perfect way to end the tweeting for this episode. Tim Manor just ran through a gap wider than hopes so high to score. <laughs> Hash holy moly. <laughs> Previews for round 18. The rise for shunt around of the NRL 2015 Ash, NRL. Put out your biscuits. Ash, put out your biscuits. <laughs> so everyone, we, we you know we, we we implore you. Exactly. I was just going to say, like you know, we we urge, but yeah, we implore you to put out your biscuits for this uh, rise for shunt around. <laughs> Send us photos. <laughs> Maybe with a, you know a sticker or a scarf or something with a biscuit snapped in half. Just please do it for my for remember, my benefit. If you no remember, was involved Zorbs and all that sort of thing. Like you know. <laughs> Get creative. Sensational. Um, what about if you... Oh, wow, we could really get this. Somebody post a video mm-hmm. of, you know, you're going to have to be someone you're pretty close to. Maybe it's your missus. Maybe it's one of your close friends. Are you talking about like actually Maybe it's your nat. Close, yeah. oh, I don't know. Someone holding one, you know, like an, an arrowroot or a scotch finger. Yeah. And then someone windmilling their cock and whacking it. <laughs> that went in a direction it's, I didn't think. But what's more shunter than windmilling? Other than shit... Yeah, getting biscuit. Calcium deficient bones. Yeah, getting axed by Zorb. Yeah. Maybe maybe don't get your nan to hold the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. How about you don't do that and just put your biscuits out? <laughs> okay, man. Uh, Cowboys, Eels, Rabbitohs, West Tigers have the buy. There you go. You've got two free points. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> if if you can get if the referee can get outside. Over. Yeah. Who knows? First up, Friday Night Football. The uh, Canberra Raiders take on the Newcastle Knights. Down in Chile, Canberra. This being the game, of course, the uh, the BJ Leilua Cup that BJ Leilua is not allowed to play in as part of his condition of release from the Knights. <laughs> Look, I think this is going to be a fucking horrible game. <laughs> Friday Night Football Live. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I'm going to have to tip the Raiders only because I, I just do not rate the Knights one little bit. <laughs> They'll um, they'll have Gagai backing up the Knights. Mm-hmm. Tyron Roberts in the side. Oh, jeez. It's it's. I mean, it's looking looking fairly ominous uh, for yeah. the Knights. And look, good to see the Raiders getting a Friday night game, though. Yeah, that'll shut them up. Their fans. Well, for a minute, well, they've played some good footy this year. They deserve a bit more exposure. And if they get pumped, and if they get pumped off Friday night, they'll be begging not to be covered ever again. You're probably right, but I think Blake Austin mm. will be good in this game, and the Raiders will win. 
I've been, I've maintained for weeks now, weeks, six weeks probably, that Newcastle Knights are the worst side in the comp. I maintain that. Therefore, Canberra is better. It's also a Canberra, Canberra home game, and that doesn't mean as much as as say like you know a Manly home game or you know a team that has like a, another team that has a real ominous record at home. But it does fucking mean something, especially in the, this you know stage of the year and this uh, stage of winter. So on uh, on that, Canberra win. Next. Saturday Arvo, down at the Muddy Puddle. Penrith Panthers take on the Sydney Roosters. A bit of a rivalry, these two clubs, and, and they always put together decent performances against one another. Panthers' combination in the halves is, is coming right back, really, quite solidly, I think. Um, see how it's kicking game. We'll turn the, uh, turn the Roosters' forwards around. Big ask for the Panthers. They're on a bit of a surge. Couple of wins in a row. Tough, tough one to pick. I, I think the Panthers at home, and it's you know they'll want a big scalp, and they'll want to put the NRL on notice. And look, you couldn't tip against the Panthers in putting out your biscuits round. Yeah, you could because I mean yeah, they probably don't have the resources left in the club. Following, of course, the, the immense hush hush settlement. <coughs> <laughs> They blame Ronnie for Palmer the for the Panther, the hush money Panther. They, they, they blame Ronnie Palmer for the for the the, the, the terrible injuries at the Panthers. But let me tell you, if Ronnie Palmer was working with a full budget, mm. he'd probably be fine. Sorry, boys, can't afford an ice bath. Sorry, yeah. boys, no massages. Got to fill up these brown paper bags. Can't afford tendons, tape, anything. Be like, <laughs> yo, bitch, I'm here from for the hush money pimps salary. <laughs> You got my brown paper bag? I don't think you had to collect it. I'm sure that they would just, you know, direct transfer it or... You reckon? Something, yeah. How do you direct transfer a brown paper bag? Well, that's on... They don't do a brown paper bag. They just, you know... They would PayPal it to him. <laughs> like fucking Walter White's son <laughs> with the, the cancer donation page. It's, lo- it's, it's lost on me. I'm going to tip the Panthers. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm tipping the Roosters fucking Panthers. No way. And whoever the fuck is doing halftime entertainment... May you rest in peace. <laughs> May you duct tape your your joints. Really, I mean, just duct tape like a roll on it. You know, a roll on each shoulder, roll around each knee, roll around each ankle. I mean, you, you're going to look ridiculous, but just just you're going to be safe. Just bubble wrap. Now, also Saturday, seven thirty game, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Brisbane Broncos. ANZ. Broncos away from home never is never a really huge problem. I have to say. Um, Bulldogs playing some pretty good footy. I think this will come down to uh, who wins on Wednesday night in the Origin. Yeah, New South plays on and up. I think Clemmer will uh, be on a fucking tear and he'll want to want to keep on playing. Um, and that might lead the Bronco uh, lead the Bulldogs to victory. But um, I don't know. I think I think I'd have to lean towards the Broncos in this one. It's a very tough one to pick though. Broncos are better form. I mean, the doggies aren't going too badly at the moment, but um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But yeah, I mean, Orange and like injuries, fatigue, sure, and just the general the mood. If this was at Belmore, I'd pick the Bulldogs by thirty. But um, considering it's not, I'm going to have to lean towards the Broncos. New Zealand Warriors take on the Melbourne Storm at Mount Smart over on Sunday afternoon. Again, another couple of teams with a good solid rivalry. Uh. Warriors at home, Melbourne. I have you know obviously several uh, 
Kronk, Kronk Smith. Uh, you know, key guys backing up from Provided Origin. Kronk backs up from Origin too. I mean, like, cause he's, yeah, well, he's, he's meant to be racing against yeah. time to even make the team. Yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. I'm going to go the Warriors. I think, uh, again, they're a team on a little bit of a surge at the moment and Sean Johnson finding uh, finding some, some form there at home might just uh, just be enough to get him a win. I'm thinking uh, I think the Warriors, especially if Sean Don- Johnson does that thing <laughs> that he's been doing, a <laughs> tearing the asshole out of to- out of uh, opponents. The uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the St George Illawarra Dragons at the tip at Ramondas Sunday afternoon Channel Nine game. Sharkies with another Channel Nine game playing look. Playing a team that can be dragged into their fucking bullshit. Definitely. Um, you know what? And then if the Dragons do start getting dragged down to the Sharks level, that's only going to bring out the uh, the Benji Marshall try two hards. The game the game breaker Benji Marshall. Sure. Who uh, who really just breaks like you said breaks the face of children in the third row, <laughs> rather than the game itself. <laughs> I don't have any real confidence in tipping the Sharks. To be quite honest, I think. Um, Dugan backing up. We've got. I don't know. Looking at the Dragons forward pack, fuck man. It's not. Yeah. Real, it's not. It's not real convincing. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to go to the Sharks. Oh, just the words of Willie Mason, just just ringing your ears when you look <laughs> at that lineup. So where's the forwards? <laughs> Can't see any. You need some good forwards. <laughs> Fucking true. True now as it was then, Willie. Sage, uh, I, I'm going to have to tip the Sharks, and I don't know why because they've, they've you know, they were, they were fucking humbled old country way last week. Maybe that'll spur them, and you know the return of Ennis, of course, and Paul Gallen. You know, touch wood, Paul Gallen. Mm. You know he'll he'll play Origin, and whether you know he might suffer a season-ending injury miraculously after Origin. But we'll see. Imagine if they played 26 Origin rounds and only three club games. Fuck you, must stop. He still wouldn't play those three club games. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Monday night foot pitch. The Gold Coast Titans take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at a Seabus. Cavernous. Super, super vacuum. Super fucking C-bus cavern- cavernous vagina <laughs> of the stadium. <laughs> it's really a theme, isn't it? <laughs> I was just going to say, Gold Coast Titans take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at the Hope Solo Memorial <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Uh, Hope Solo Coliseum. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> there's there's no fucking. It's, it pains me. It fucking pains me to say it, but there's no fucking way the Titans are going to win this game. Really? That's confidence. Confidence in your man. Confidence in your manly side. Oh, I dare you. I just say we. I'm not going to say. <laughs> There's no way a spine of David Mead, Josh Hoffman, Daniel Mortimer, and Chad Redman. I believe that LG will return this game. It's what I'm hearing. Okay. That's their official lineup. It's a long way till Monday. It's almost a week. I think that uh, LG may be back. Now, you also may get uh, on the manly side, you know, BJ. Maybe he'll be back soon, and uh, Blake Leary as well. Which is uh, good times. Yeah. No chance the Titans win this game. Manly 13 plus. 
there's a lot to like about the Manly lineup this week, um, namely no sign of Hassan. <laughs> Secondly, is your anti Hassan? Oh, he's a fucking potato. Um, no, Peter Hiku apparently comes back from injury next week, but I wonder how fucking injured he really is. I think that uh, Tommy Turbo has taken his spot. Ouch. And you know, I'm I'm all for it. He, he you know, he has, he has a couple of read issues. The Hiku Haiku has been usurped by the Hiku Highway. And that has spelt his demise. Yeah, it wasn't really a highway when he was on the wing, but the problem the problem was, was Tommy Turbo. He does a he he had some some ordinary reads uh, against the rabbits, or he was left at sea, you know, where with an unmarked guy out, and, and they scored uh, two tries. The difference of the game was two tries on that corner. But it was because Hiku was way fucking inside and doing his thing, and then Turbo was you know he's confronted by three guys. What's what's he going to do? So. Um, Look, hopefully foreign shit settled now. He's the fuck out of there. Sensational. Now he can relax and play some good footy to the end of the year. I'm hoping. Um, Cherry Evans. This is obviously a huge game for Cherry Evans. I mean, playing against the Renegade side. Massive. Um, you know, he can he'll either go huge or you know, or not do much of anything. But um, I think that the each week goes on. Look, they're clicking better and better. If people that aren't actually in a stadium are booing. Yeah, is he going to hear them? And I look forward to I look forward to the three thousand Manly fans we see there, and twenty eight Titans fans, because if they can't find time to get down on a sunny Sunday, Arvo, you better fucking believe that they on ain't Monday night. They ain't going Monday night. That is full time for episode 196. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Uh, sensational fucking interaction on the Facebook front last week. Twitter's always excellent in terms of retweets and people just, you know, chatting us on Twitter. That's great. But Facebook, that post where we, um, you know, the call to arms to get into that survey mm. and fucking vote for us as the number one podcast. Holy fuck, we must have had like 50 replies on that. I mean, it was just sensational. And just the support from people and the voting from people, just magnificent. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, and then the post after that as well. I mean, you guys are sharing shit like motherfuckers. I mean, it's like, it's you're getting like as many shares as, you know, sometimes you get, you know, comments on a thread and you're getting like 10 times the amount of shares. You go, know, fuck. So it's just sensational. iTunes, three new reviews. No doubt that this competition as well has brought some new traffic our way. Um, I'll wait to see the end of the month what the traffic's like, but I'm predicting it's going to be the biggest month ever. First, we got our Samarons, if I pronounce that right. This week in hilarity, five stars. A very entertaining listen that will make any two-hour commute fly by. Pity they support the two biggest Muppet teams in the comp and feel compelled to defend slash slander the two clubs everyone else has given up on. P.S. The greatest oxygen thief to pull on an NRL jersey is Scott Minto. Hash no contest. Fucking dare you. Wow. Scott Minto. I love it's pronounced Scott Minto. I love the fact you're taking the time to give a re- review, but there's so much wrong with it. It's it's so right at the start, and the, the five stars, it's like wonderful. But and then it descends oh, yeah. into a cesspool of, of like anti-tigers and... But that's all fine. I'm prepared. Like, that's, you know, we stick our head up. I'm prepared people to, you know, have a shot. But Scott Minow, what did he do? <laughs> Apart from be like, pretty much a fucking immortal of the game. 
I, I don't understand. There's so many people worse than Scott Minow, even if we're not joking. Um, good. Five stars. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad your rating was better than your <laughs> headline. From uh, Broncos fan Matt. Thanks for the warm welcome, boys. We'll listen every week. Thumbs up emoji. And uh, finally, we had one from Mr. Shredder. Taking time out from antagonizing Ninja Turtles. Five stars. Twill. Easily the funniest and best rugby league podcast out. They may follow a couple of last place teams, but at least they're funny. Obviously, Mr. Yes. Shredder and Samarons are fucking tight. Maybe Samarons put two two reviews down. I mean, very similar in content there. Sure. Yeah, last place team. Thank you for taking the time. How dare you? There's only one last place team, I hope you know. Um, well, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. <laughs> Can we just go back seven days, seven days or so when the Tigers were equal last? Why are you living equal in the past? Last. Why are you living in the past? Because Cause we're not equal last. You're two points behind. It's much more comfortable living there, Nathan, because the future is so fucking hurtful. Yeah. Equal last, that's not a thing anymore because there's a difference of two points on the ladder. <laughs> not to mention the emotion and general forward momentum. Um, but seriously, thank you very much for those iTunes review guys. And um, of course, the best way you can support the show, uh, in terms of like our iTunes chart performance, is by subscribing to the show, hitting that subscribe button, and uh, giving us a rating and review. Tipping. The round hasn't finished for tipping yet because this Origin game is included in it. Uh, as we stand at the moment, though, David Kingston's lead has been slashed to two, and he has 78 points. Matthew Bell charging up into second place, 76. Two points ahead of Solzy, Mikus, Ben Diggity, Chris Blackwell. One point back, seventh place, Scott Beebe, Bush Lemon, Doug and Mario Siegs rounds out the top 10. And I, it pains me to say that in 11th place, one point behind the guys on 7th through 10th. Manola Calvete. Oh. You need a lift. I can lift. Only... One if tip correct so far in that was as good as a name. I know. Fantasy, the Wendells stretching out Rick Grimes' bitch. They've got the lead now, and I think they won't be headed. One trick pony, Bobbers, Top China Dragons, the Pool Cues, Warhorse, Too Much Tuners, Felitti My Willy, and Fin Train 2.0 make up the top 10. Peak the ladder comp, no update this week. DJX plane left his laptop at work and um, <laughs> couldn't give us an update. <laughs> and I said, don't worry about it, I'm leading anyway. Put it this way, the more the Dragons lose and the more Manly wins, um, yep. my score's only going to go up. So, And at the gotcha. moment, it's been looking good. Um, our shop, uh, of course, we've got uh, tons of hats and stubby coolers left, so get around those. Um, short supply of Run TMB and Run DCE shirts. If you're going to CBUS, or should I say the Hope Solo Coliseum, on Monday night for the Manly Titans game, and you buy a shirt, I can bring it down and give it to you, hand it to you on the night and so if you want to do that let me know actually send us a DM or something on Twitter as well because I can give you a code to shave off the shipping as well um, and yeah finally on a sad note I want to give a shout out um, old mate uh, NRL CEO uh, gave us the heads up and then after this had happened I was, I was on Facebook later on and I saw the Manly Seagulls themselves actually put something out on their Facebook page about it he said um can you give a shout out to uh, a mate of his, uh, Tom Meats, died in a car accident driving to Wagga after the Seagulls game at Brookie on Sunday. Apparently, um, he was a staunch Manly fan, uh, maybe played his juniors, I think he was from there and played his juniors uh, around there. And uh, he said he couldn't meet a more passionate fan. Uh, he wasn't a listener of the show, but he'd love to see his name in lights one last time. And his fiance is still in hospital following the car the car accident. Wow. So that's, uh, that's fucking terrible. terrible. 
terrible news. So, you know, if you're a friend or, or family of Tom, then, you know, accept, please accept our sincere condolences and, uh, and best wishes for his fiance for her recovery. Yeah, let's hope she, uh, I mean, she's obviously, fuck, she's got some, uh, some hard times ahead, both, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with her own physical, with her own health, but not, not only, uh, not only that, but also the, the, tragic, the rest of it back tragic, together. Tragic yeah. loss as well. Um, some, some really hard times ahead for her. So let's hope, uh, family and friends rally around and, um, yeah, there's not not much you can say. That is that is an absolute horrific situation. Mm-hmm. And on that sad note, bring it to a close this week. See you next week. See you next week. This week in league, it's hashtag Palooza as hash run TMB breaks down, leaving the hash tigers in decline and hash still last. And now that's some hash real talk. Chris Sandow's found researching how to. I don't really know why I stopped then. There was that's not a hard one. That's it's not. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do we start there? Well, oh. hope solo brought us. <laughs>